Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, patreon.com, slash up next, Spotify, youtube.com, slash up next. Shout out the YouTube people. We go live uh, on Wednesday nights at 10.30 Eastern after NXT on Wednesdays, just FYI. Uh, Davey. You were MIA last week. I was indeed, yeah. But you're here, you're back. I'm just about here, yeah. You're just about here. Yes. Uh, uh, you, on Wednesday, said you were dying yeah. last week. So um, I had Scrump from Pro Wrestling Tees, friend of the show, PWT cast. He stepped in, he jumped in, and we watched some NXT. But you, meanwhile, continued to die. So what's going on? Oh, yeah. So this has been really weird. So last Tuesday, I... Uh, I battled through a shift at work and didn't mm-hmm. feel good at all. Um, I knew I just needed rest, so didn't do the show last week. I watched NXT. Um, I gave my comments on Up Nextra on our Thursday Patreon show. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, slowly seemed to get better. I did a few shows with you for the Patreon. Came back alive. Came back alive. And then Sunday, I was I was working and my foot started to hurt. And I figured, I, as you all know, uh, listeners of the show, I work at a bar. So I'm on my feet a lot of the day. Yeah. And uh, my fo- foot started to hurt. So I figured it was bad shoes or something like that, or just a, a long shift. I, yeah. I walk a lot as well. You're scaring me already because right now my feet are hurting. Right. So don't scare me. So I then went uh, to a comedy bar to watch the Oscars. Right. And my other foot started hurting. And then my knees started to hurt. And my ankles, my shoulders... Before by the end of the night, I couldn't walk. Like I'm not. That's no exaggeration. I literally couldn't walk. Wow. Um, my girlfriend, who's tiny, yes, like dragged me into an Uber. 
like managed to drag me home. Um, Weekend at Bernie's type shit. I was shit. pretty much, yeah, honestly. Um, I was lying down. I couldn't flex my feet. So those of you in the YouTube no room, I'm, I'm demonstrating like... No flex zone. I couldn't do that with my feet. There's they were no like No flexing stuck. zone. Um, and they, it just got worse and worse. Middle so of the night, dying. I... It wasn't like... I felt crippled. It was honestly right. the scariest thing that's ever happened because I didn't know what was happening to me. So you're okay now. So I went to the doctors on Monday and they said what I've had is reactive arthritis. So what this is, is because I had the flu last week. Yeah. They said it happens when you have flu or an an infection. Interesting. Um, Sometimes they said it's, it's not unusual, but it's not very common. Your body will be like, all right, you've had the flu. Here's arthritis. That's so weird. And just gave me arthritis, like in my whole body. So, uh, I'm on some medication. It's, it's helping. I'm way, way better. This is like a glitch in the matrix. Honestly, it was the scariest thing. I was worried. I was like, fuck, what am I going to like just deteriorate and end up being paralyzed? You don't, it was fucking scary. Um, I, you, you said you were dying and I, like, I believe when you tell me that you're like, you can't, you couldn't walk and and stuff, but I've never heard of this. Neither had I, I I thought I had gout. Like, I know you're old now (laughs) being 30 and all. I honestly thought I had gout because I was like looking up the symptoms. I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. I drink a little too much. (laughs) A little. Uh, reactive, um, Reactive arthritis, reactionary right. arthritis, or right. something like that. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it was scary. Well, you're and lucky it, to be alive. I am. I am. You, you saw lucky. the light. You saw the light, and now you're changed um, men. But yeah, so that's that's a little story. Uh, wow. For today, and but I am back. I almost lost my main NXT friend. I know, friend. Well, what ha- friend. what would I have done? Yeah, I can't get another co-host. No, I mean, I can, I can. I've been through too much, man. <laughs> I can't repackage. I can record with no legs, but you could. Yeah, it, I might need a few weeks off. You'd be limitless. So. Oh, oh, bad. <laughs> My friend Shane, who literally uh, is in a wheelchair with no legs, uh, that's what he goes by. That's his nickname, <laughs> Limitless. Not Keith Lee, but right. Limitless. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm happy that you're walking and you're uh, you're fine. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to lie, I, you you were saying you've been injured. So uh, Wednesdays is our is our day. I mean, sometimes we work during the day Wednesdays, mm. but Wednesday nights is for the lads. It's for the boys. It's NXT. It's the Wednesday Night Wars. And we have our, our, our dinners and our wine Wednesdays. And I was a little down because I was like, well, my boy's out. I can't just sit and I can't drink in front of you while you're not drinking. Like, that's not yeah. that's not a thing. So I was prepared. I, I, it was my turn to cook tonight. Mm. So I didn't get any wine. I didn't get any alcohol because I was being supportive of you dying. And then I, I, I get I, I'm home and you show up at literally like 759 and you're like, I went out for a drink. And I was like, What? <laughs> So now you're back in the game. Well, I, I thought I'd test the waters because the thing you're was, ridiculous. what happened on Sunday was I felt fine apart from bad foot right. and bad foot. Doesn't My stop. foot hurting right now. Bad I'm foot scared. doesn't stop anyone. Right. I had uh, a drink and mm-hmm. then at the Oscars, I had another drink and I, I thought maybe that's what made me worse. Also, no, just- also, we're like talking and I'm like, hey, what are you doing for the Oscars? And I say, there's a cool party going on. And you're like, yeah, that sounds cool. And then you don't say anything. And then you go to the party. I told you I was doing something with my oh, girlfriend. I felt robbed. Oh, my God. You didn't miss out. Okay. It was fucking terrible. Right. Um, what well, was a comedy let, show? Let's do a little plug right here for the Patreon. Uh, so this week we have two shows going on patreon.com forward slash up next. Two big shows. Two big, big shows. Well, the reason you just brought it up is because 
uh, we said that whatever wins Best Picture... Yes. We'll do a show on. Well, you and I both watched a lot of nominated films for the Oscars this year. Mm. And I know it's like, oh, the Oscars, whatever. For me, it's just a good way to find good movies. Like, oh, yeah, if, if sure. the Oscars nominated, usually a pretty good You know good what? Movie. I thought this year was, I, I watched all the best picture noms. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Sometimes I'm like, how did that yeah, get in there? Yeah, this exactly. year, I was like, no, all of them, some are more my genre than others, but so, all of them were fantastic. I, I, wish, I wish me and you made a bet. Because Parasite just Paris swept, mm. just clean house. Paris, Parasite beat 1917, which you thought both of those were my favorite movies this year. The the uh, the reason I wanted Parasite to win because I didn't just want another war movie to win. As much as I really like that movie and it's very innovative in how it was shot and filmed and stuff, but to me Parasite was just so left field as a movie mm. that like I really enjoyed it. And I'm really happy it was. I recommend everyone to to watch it because um, I really enjoyed it so but I can't read Braden I can't read subtitles exactly how, am I how do people to, how am I supposed to enjoy a movie that has subtitles you, one of my favorite movies ever is Battle Royale right and that's another movie where it's like people didn't, don't want to watch it because they're like it's 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 Japanese I can't it's not English it's like fuck off just if you yeah. don't then, honestly then honestly, like then like, like don't say shit if you didn't watch Parasite and then you like wow well, how could it have beaten this movie how could it be once upon a time I love saying, that movie too you saying that doesn't make you seem clever no you seem sound fucking dumb so get over yourself watch read it. yeah unless you've got like a learning difficulty and by all means like yeah <laughs> sure like, sure that can be tough but otherwise, watch the fucking movie. It's really, really like, good. Bro, I, I did. Pr- I, I've been praising it since watching it. I've, I loved fantastic. it. I really yeah. wanted it to win. So uh, we're going to be reviewing it this Sunday. Yes. We're going to have our Oscars a week later. We're going to review Parasite and talk about all the other movies as well mm. that we watched this week. So if you enjoy uh, some some Oscar talk or some or the movie itself as well. So we'll talk about that. 1917, Ford and Ferrari, all of those movies as well. But that's Sunday. That's that coming out Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, we're also going to be doing it on this very feed, the free feed, because we're your NXT friends. friends. We're going to be doing the review of TakeOver Portland for free Sunday night. We will be uh, – maybe we'll go live on the YouTube as well uh, yeah. and the hot mic as well on Sunday after TakeOver Portland. But um, do you know what this Friday is? Well, this Friday is Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, my goodness. It's when – when we show our love and affection by sending each other cards with hearts on them. I've got one Valentine's. Uh, oh, yeah. I got two Valentine's Day gifts so far. Yeah. Uh, one of them is a cookie. It says, uh, you'll do. Okay. Right. Second one is a bar of soap. But the bar of soap is shaped like a eggplant emoji. Okay. So, so far my Valentine's is going all right. So someone's saying you're okay and the other one's saying clean your dick? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think of it like that yeah. until you said it like that. <laughs> clean your dick. Um, uh, oh, I'm Irish spring till I die. Uh, no. Um, so so Valentine's Day, um, you, have, you have a girlfriend. Are you going to do anything? Yeah. Because she knows you're busy during the day. Oh. Because during the day, me and you have Valentine's Day plans. We do indeed. We are going to do... A show on our Patreon. We do this show called Best Match Ever where we talk about we've done Hell in the Cell, Best Matches, mm. this, the, all, all sorts of different stuff. We did a Ring of Honor one just like two weeks ago. For Valentine's Day, we thought we'd think outside the box and, uh, I don't know, just fill our hearts with love. And we decided that Valentine's Day we're going to watch 
all the best Bret Hart matches. Yeah. And figure out what is the best Bret Hart match ever. See, we were originally going to do the best of Greg the Hammer Valentine, but yeah. we figured there are there are too many. There, <laughs> there are, are too so many, many classic fantastic five star matchups that I couldn't that pick. We need a whole month dedicated yeah, to that. So, so we chose. We thought maybe next year, maybe if our if our patronship boosts right. a little bit, we might be able to dedicate the time to Greg the Hammer Valentine. I don't, know if I, I don't even know if time. I can name one. <laughs> <laughs> No offense to anyone. Someone's mad right I'm now. I'm pretty sure I saw him teaming with Yokozuna at the Beck Theater in Hayes wow. in like 1999, something like that. Uh, so we're going to do Bret Hart matches. Yeah. So we've been spending the past few days uh, watching all the best Bret Hart matches. And, and we asked Twitter at Up Next Podcast, UPNXT Podcast on Twitter. Um, and people have been sending in their favorite Bret Hart matches. So we've been watching them. And then on Friday, our podcast is going to be out for Valentine's Day. Patreon.com slash up next. Uh, five bucks a month gets you all the shows that we're talking about, including was next, including best match ever. All the shows we do. We do so many things. So uh, sorry for plugging. But like that's it's Valentine's Day. It um, is indeed. I'm, I'm doing a Valentine's Day. I just want to go out. I might get tickets to Post Malone. I'm not sure. He's playing on Valentine's Day. I might last minute just do it. Okay. Just shoot some White Iverson. Um, I don't know. Um, so, 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 what, what are you? What are you doing? Uh, You're the one who's got. So, uh, yeah. Well, I, I kind of want to just go back to the terrible comedy bar for the Oscars. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, before, We're not going to. Any no, more it's comedy. okay. We've been like shoot. Yeah, there's. there's We're going to get to the NXT. Review. We will. <laughs> there's just some bad comedy. In, oh. Uh, in Toronto. So, yeah, you're upset. So, this comedy bar were doing uh, an event for the Oscars, where th- this was a date with my girlfriend. Uh, we've watched all the movies together. Right. And thought, yeah, we'd like to go out and watch. And we live very close to we the comedy We live very bar. close. So, they said they're going to have comedians, uh, they're going to screen the Oscars, and have, like, little sets. Sure. So, we figured it would be commercial break, comedian comes up, does a two-minute set on That's how I 1917 it. or something like that. Yeah. Um, they had two comedians sat, like, opposite each other on the stage with the screen in the middle. Yep. And they just talked over everything. Oh, they did commentary. They did commentary, but they were trying to make jokes, but it was clear none of them had seen any of the fucking films. Oh. So none of their jokes were landing. When your audience seen Probably. most of the films, yeah. um, they were, like, you'd have... Chris Martin, sorry, uh, Steve Martin and Chris Rock <laughs> up doing their little bit. Which was funny. And you know what, guys? Two comedians doing a free gig in Toronto on a Sunday night. I, I guarantee you, guys, you're probably not as good as Steve Martin and Chris Rock. <laughs> so maybe shut the fuck up. Um, they, they're trying to, like, like shit on the they're show. They're trying to be funny yeah, and be shit cool. on the show. Hipster. But the way I saw it, like, comedy is about timing, Right. So pick when to speak. Right. It's also about reacting. So listening to what's happening and then coming back with a funny quip. So if someone makes a speech, instead of going, oh, look, her dress is shit. Huh. That's not funny. Listen to what she says and then make a comment on what she's saying. So for me, something like Joaquin Phoenix comes up, does a whole speech about cow insemination. Stop putting milk in your coffee. Exactly. And then <laughs> Renee Zellweger goes up after and actually sounds weirder than Joaquin Phoenix did. Yes, I agree. You make a quick line like, oh, well, from what I got from that is Renee Zellweger mm. doesn't care about cow insemination. <laughs> Something like that. Boom. Punchline. Move on. Quick laugh. Right. Um, but instead, they were just talking over everything. 
the thing that annoyed me the most were the musical numbers. They did a thing where um, they would dub the music with like a stupid song. Gotcha. Which is funny Some for Banger Boys. Which is funny for ten seconds, and then it's like, cool. I've got the joke now. Can we just listen to Watch Elton this. John yeah. or whatever? Um, the Frozen song. And it happened a lot, and people were like, "Boo! Come on! Like, cut it up!" And then it really pissed people off when they did it for In Memoriam. They played, oh. they played "Smack My Bitch Up" for that's so weird. In Memoriam, that's strange. Uh, when Billy Eilish is singing, was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I heard the last word. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, like everyone in the audience, were going like, "Boo! Come on! Turn it off!" Yeah, like, especially we get for it. In Memoriam. And then one of the comedians goes. Oh, I guess people... I mean, I don't know what people expected when they went to see the Oscars at a comedy bar. And someone shouted out, Yeah, well, I was expecting to see comedians. Oh. It was shit. It was so shit. It made me angry. Um, So you're so mad about comedy that uh, I've suggested that we we take... We've had enough. We we're taking over. We're going to... I'm going to... Let's go to it. I want you to take me to an improv class. Let's do it. We'll do it. And, uh... We're just going to... We did the TakeOver tailgate, which we thought we were going to do an actual show at in the summertime during SummerSlam weekend. And instead, it just literally turned into a party that ran out of control. <laughs> so we were like, we're cool with that. But we went in being like, man, do we got to like perform? And, and we do a podcast yeah. in uh, the BDE, the Brain Davia State. And we don't do it in front of people. So well, me and you are very, quite comfortable in front of people, yeah. in front of a microphone. So I feel like we'll have our own, uh, we'll have our own show. Which uh, reminds me, you know, um, there's some shows that are announced yes. this summer. There are indeed. That, that have torn us apart. They have. You're tearing us apart. Mm. So, NXT is going to do a show, obviously, Tampa, Portland. Uh, Tampa for a takeover. But in the summer, they're going to be in Boston for SummerSlam. Boston. Takeover Boston. Takeover Boston. Um, so you are dead set on going to Takeover Boston. I wouldn't say I'm dead set. Okay. I would say I've been to New York about 12 times. Right. I've never been to Boston. Well, the reason you say... he's going to Boston. Well, and I also do a show called Up Next where we talk about yes. NXT. So I want, I'm, I'm really excited about New Japan announcing the Wrestle Dynasty. Yeah. At Madison Square Garden. To me, that sounds amazing. Uh, and I really want, I would love to go to both of those shows. And I've never been to Boston. I really want to go to the Cheers bar. Like, really bad. I, I want to walk in and just sing the song and just feel good and say, hey, Norm, what's going on? But I just, I want to go to the Dynasty. So uh, I was talking to WH uh, Park. Mm. I was asking, hey, you're going you're gonna to fly over from Japan. WH um, Park does the, all the, the Japanese wrestling for post wrestling. Check all his shows out. And I said, come over for, for, Wrestle Dynasty. And he's like, only if you do a takeover tailgate, <laughs> which made us, he, he said, you know, uh, I, I could see it now. The up next Wrestle Dynasty, Dine and Dash. <laughs> and I was thinking, yeah, it's cool. What about the, 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 takeo- the, the, the takeover tailgate? Is, would be you could do one in Boston at the Cheers Bar. You know what? You know what? It could be like. WrestleMania that one year where they signed. Oh, I was going to say it's going to be like Live Aid. Yeah, yeah. So we can get Phil Collins in Boston to to play a set at TakeOver Tailgate. Only if he does the Tarzan And then he can get in a helicopter and fly to New York and play at 
uh, take over Dine and Dash. Yeah, well, take over. It's it's a work in progress. Take yeah. over Dine. It's Dynasty. Wrestle Dynasty. It could Dynasty. Be, it could be. It could be up next. Dine with me. Yeah. Dynasty Dine with me. The Dynasty Dine. So tentatively, <laughs> you're going to be at MSG. Yes. I'm going to be at. Boston. BSG. I don't know what's Yeah, Boston. Boston. Take, take over. Gar- no, no. Yeah. TD Garden. TD Garden. Yeah. That's, uh, that's I'm going to be hanging out with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, watching the wrestle. Nice. Wrestling. Um, so far, cool. I'm jealous. Yeah. I'll be out in New York with uh, Ja Rule and uh, not Matt Taven. You're, you're going to be watching uh, probably Sonata versus Okada oh, uh, and Naito defending the IWGP heavyweight title and intercontinental title against jay white i hope not it's it's gonna be a fantastic card (laughs) i hope it's not i hope it's not that but uh hey jay white sold out the garden once before he'll sell it out again i was thinking about that the other day we went to madison square garden for new japan ring of honor and uh it's gonna be sad when they do a show without matt Taven. it's just gonna be like why don't speak too soon (laughs) there's a time they could book him they could book him he won that night in the ladder match. He and did. later that night, Okada beat Jay White. They could do a champion versus champion. So Okada v. Matt Taven. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's not champion anymore. I don't, and think. I don't fucking know. Jay White v. Jay Lethal. <laughs> Whoa, the battle both, of the both Jays. throwing ladders at kids in the audience. <laughs> the Jay versus Jay. Yeah. Uh, so we're thinking of, of watching. Some, you're doing Tampa and all WrestleMania weekend, including the, the TakeOver Tampa. And you're going to all those shows. But... I'm 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 looking forward to um, a show in the summer. So if we do go to separate shows this summer, uh, we'll just cover them both. Um, so yeah. more content here on this show. So that's our plan. So anyone in New York or Boston area, let us know. Should we go to Boston? Boston. Or New? I'm from New York. Let us know. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited. All the wrestling. Hey, um, Triple H said on a press conference thing on the call. For NXT Portland, um, he said that TakeOver Tampa is going to be, and I quote, epic. The card at TakeOver Tampa is going to be so epic. Can you imagine, though, if he just said, the card for TakeOver Tampa gonna right. is going to, I mean, it's going to be a load of rematches, guys. I, you'll, you'll probably enjoy it, it but it's I mean, right. it's NXT, guys. Come on, you're going to enjoy it. But uh, of course they're going to say it's epic. Yeah, it's going to be epic. You're like, oh, I'm sold. Oh, they he also, me. he mentioned briefly, he mentioned the NXT... And I quote again, women's title. Yeah, I noticed that last week that they brought that back. Um, well, also, if you watched Raw this week, which some reason I watched it. I worked during the day and I came home and made some dinner, jerk chicken, and decided to watch some Monday Night Raw. And Rhea Ripley came out and they said NXT Women's Champion quite a few times. So they're really making sure you remember that it is that title. And then it reminded me that Rhea Ripley is not good on the microphone. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh, I mean, we'll get into that in, to, in the NXT review yes. uh, tonight, but um, you said you had jerk chicken yesterday. I guess we can't get into the review without saying, tonight, yes. what was the meal, Braden? So every Wednesday here, since starting, um, since NXT went to USA, we have launched our Patreon. We have all the supporters, and we decided if we do a show every Wednesday, we can't just eat out every every Wednesday night. We can't just take NXT takeout. On every Wednesday. So we decided we, we would be chefs. Mm. We'd be cooks here in the BDE. So every Wednesday we do our NXT meals. Um, last week. If, if this was like 1995 WWF 
this would be our gimmick. We'd be coming out the in chef. like the tall white hat. You'd be a British yeah, we'd chef. We'd be a tag team of chefs. I'd be like Gordon Ramsay. Well, I've been watching. I work at a TV station. I've been watching. They, I, we air his new show. I've been. I've never watched a Gordon Ramsay show in my life, and now I'm. Caught, I've watched. Oh, he's great. Fun. He's great. <laughs> fun. He's quite funny. Uh, so you'd be Gordon Ramsay because you kind of look like him. You could sure. if you had blonder hair. Who? What? What am I like? Mario Batali? I don't know. Uh, Aldo Zilli? I don't know. The guy? No, I'd be Bam. <laughs> that guy with the spiky, spiky. Oh yeah. Hair. What? Uh, what's yeah. his name? Flavor, I know who you mean. Flavor Town. Guy, guy, guy Fieri. Guy Fieri. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. Who? The guy who looks like the lead singer. That would be our tag team. Yeah, yeah a couple of chefs. <laughs> what would be our our move? The cookout or the. The fish fry. <laughs> I really wanted to fry fish today, by the way. I was really... But we did Bobby Fish just I can, two weeks I can ago. See, uh, I can see Moro calling it now. Like, you'd, like, like throw up someone up, setting it up, and yeah. then he'll go, Out of the frying pan! And then I'd slam him, <laughs> And into the fire! Nice, That'd nice. That'd be it, wouldn't it? Wow, that's the double... That's the finish. <laughs> that's the double Out thing. of the frying pan and into the fire. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's great. And we'd come out to meatloaf. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> Look it, we're just geniuses. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I that's our gimmick. So every Wednesday we've been cooking. Uh, two weeks ago, I did Bobby Fish. Mm. We did Codrick Strong, Bobby Fish, and the Unfish Sputed Era. Yeah. Which was uh, some nice uh, cod and some le- lemon and some linguine and stuff. Mm. It was delicious. It was Last week, you uh, stepped up to the plate, so to speak, and you made some like Middle Eastern kind of. Oh, you made, like, yeah. You made some hummus. Yeah. Uh, Hamaso Champa. Hamaso Champa, because yeah. it was delicious hummus. And Baba Ganoush. Mm. What was it? Baba Gana- Gargano? Baba <laughs> yeah. Gargano? Something like that. <laughs> uh, and you made some skewers, and it was delicious. Yeah. Uh, so this week, uh, I was I was like, man, I don't know what to make. Um, so I, I walked around the grocery store, and I was like, I don't know what I want to do. So then I saw it spoke to me. You ever have that moment? I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I'm speaking for myself because I'm the guy. You're never supposed to to smoke before you go grocery shopping because then you just want, you can't buy everything. You, want, oh, I, <laughs> you either buy everything or you don't. You you I, don't know. What I feel to do. I bought the whole of Seven Eleven a good few times. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, how much for the shop? No, you buy the whole <laughs> fucking pizzas. You haggle I, with them. I buy the whole of Bloor Street. I yeah. think. So I was like, what can I? What do I want? And it spoke to me. I saw some lamb. And I know you're a big fan of lamb. Oh, I love lamb. I know it's a it's a topic. Some people don't like it. So I was like, that's what I want. I just want some meat tonight, mm. baby. So I bought a, a lot of lamb, to be honest. Spiced it all up. Oregano, rosemary, all the good stuff, all the leafy greens. Put it in the oven. Made some potatoes. And I made lamrin grimes. Yeah. It was good. Lamrin grimes. That's what I got so far. If you have a better name for my lamb potatoes and, and veggies tonight, let me know. But I had some mint sauce. It was I felt like Guy Fieri today. That was lovely. It was gorgeous. It was amazing. So tonight's episode of NXT, February twelfth, two thousand twenty, yes. is brought to you by Lammer and Grimes. And we're not drinking wine on this Wednesday. Um, you did. Uh, you ordered in some. Uh, since now, uh, knowing that you can drink, yeah. you have now ordered in some Tito's. Yes. So I'm drinking Tito's, but we didn't have anything to mix it with. So while we were setting up for our post show, uh, I ran over to our corner store, who loves me, and I saw something so strange that I've never seen. Coca-Cola cinnamon. I don't know if you've seen this, but try it right now. I've been drinking it. Coca-Cola cinnamon. (laughs) Very interesting. Oh, it tastes like Christmas. It tastes like Christmas. It tastes like a cinnamon bun. 
Cinnabon. Yeah, it's quite nice. Yeah, it's strange. I'm drinking it with Tito's right now, which is a very odd mix, to be quite honest. But I can imagine it tasting good with maybe a like a vanilla vodka or like a yeah a spice whiskey or a spice rum, maybe. Because there's the Coca Cola. There's all these new products they're putting out, and they're doing like energy drink Coca Cola. There's the orange Coca Cola. I don't know. I'm a d- I'm down to try it. Most of the time, I'm drink. I don't drink soda unless I'm usually mixing it mm. with my alcohol. But um, I don't know. It tastes all right. It's weird. I I wouldn't I wouldn't get it again. In, okay. in the near future, but I've nice. had it, and it's te- it does taste like Christmas. Yes, it's Christmas every day because it's time to talk about NXT. That was a terrible segue, but I'm gonna I'm just gonna allow it. We're here to talk about NXT from February 12th. Yes, let's talk about NXT, the show we're here to talk about. Um, there, this is the go home show for this Sunday. Get that right, people. It is not Saturday. It is. Sunday takeover is on Sunday. Takeover Portland is takeover Buzzsaw, if if you will, table saw uh, is this Sunday, and there's uh, a lot of matches announced for it. And we were wondering, will they add another match? Will they add a seventh match on unusual five card show? And we're gonna get the answer to that tonight because Roderick Strong starts the show off. Uh, he's really upset because last week Velveteen Dream came back from his injury wearing tights which I missed completely until I looked on, had to look on Twitter. Oh, did you? I didn't know. I was like, why is he wearing Undisputed Era's face like on his tights? And then mm. Scrump was like, did you not see? So I quickly looked at it. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. He got his, not even just Marina Shafir, Roddy's wife, but his kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Love it. So Roderick Strong is mad. Roderick Strong grabs a microphone here tonight. And I don't know about you, but when Roderick Strong has a microphone, my heart just warms. <laughs> and I'll take that to the grave. I love Roderick Strong on the microphone. You know why? He knows what he is. He knows that people are like, yo, Roddy's shit. That's all he can do. And he's like, fuck it. If this is all I can do, then I'm going to take this and run with it and be that guy. And I think he's so fucking good on the microphone simply because it's a character. He says, look, no disrespect to the fellas. But I'm not here to talk about Undisputed Era. I'm not here to talk about that. I don't care about anything. I'm here to chat. And the crowd starts chanting Velveteen Dream. The crowd here at Full Sail is... They're not on Roddy's side. They want to see the dream. He says, This isn't about the North American title. Dream, it's about me and you. You put my wife and my son's faces on your stupid gear. So you made this... So You were just so disrespectful. You made this personal... So now, Dream, I'm going to hurt you, and I won't regret it. Dream, I want an apology. So he's really mad. That uh, what if a wrestler showed up with your girl's face on his tights? That's that's disrespectful. And it says it says call me up, Marina, on the the butt cheeks. Yeah. By the way, just to get you up to speed. But someone's music hits, and it's not the Velveteen Dream. It is Bronson Reed. And I was like, why is this guy? Oh yeah. Right, yeah. He well, got you need him in the face last week. You got knocked the knee out. He got a knee from Roddy, and he's mad, so he comes out. He says, look, you need me in the face, so uh, I'm mad at you, and uh, I'm not going to let this sleep, so uh, I'm going to attack you, and we're going to fight right now. So this is an impromptu match now. Roderick Strong versus Bronson Reed, but Roddy attacks him as he gets into the ring. He starts to beat down. Before I go into the match, what did you think of Roddy uh, talking to, to Dream here? It, it's interesting because I think the crowd, um, the crowd love Undisputed Era, even yeah. though they're positioned as heels. Um, they love them. They they love Roddy, and Velveteen is doing something that 
really a baby face never does. A baby face never goes after the family. That's a heel role. Yeah. That's a heel role to like really wake up a baby face. And it's normally what makes a baby face go from like squeaky clean to kind of badass. It's like, no, fuck you. You mess with my family. I'm going to kill you now. Yes. And it normally gets that different edge out of them. So it's weird seeing it this way round. Obviously it just works with Velveteen's character where he's just so sexy, cheeky and sexy. And, and obviously he's been away for a bit. So, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind Roddy on the mic. I love when a show just starts with someone pissed off and, you get right away. Like, it was the end of last week. Velveteen came back. Yeah. The start of this show, Roddy's right on the mic and like, no, I want come out now. I want to face you. Yeah, I, I dug this. I love when Bronson Reed comes out at yeah. the beginning of NXT. Uh, Bronson Reed, Roderick Strong, this match starts off. Roddy starts beating down on him. He's going for chops, but there's no effect. Uh, Roddy's pulling uh, one of your favorite things that wrestlers do. He's pulling a Naito. Wearing a shirt. He's wearing a shirt. He's wearing a shirt. Well, he's just so mad. He's still putting he a sticker on his shirt. He's so mad that he didn't. Well, he never takes the sticker. No. We have. He has tweeted us directly one saying, <laughs> "Don't take the stickers yeah. off." When we called him out on it, this is like a year ago. Yeah, we we were on about him and the stickers, and then he he confirmed to us that indeed he's like, "I don't take them off for a reason." Mm. He's one of those people. Uh, so Roddy eventually. He's does like, t- "I want to make sure people know that I've got official gear." It's like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, your paychecks are signed <laughs> by Vince McMahon, so I think we know it's official gear, Roddy. Uh, bless him. Bless him. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Underrated, in my opinion. So, Bronson Reed's getting beat up, but uh, he eventually does take Roderick Strong's shirt off. It's, he takes the shirt off, if you were wondering. Um, Roddy hits a knee to the liver, which made me think of you, because like, if you have like this like this illness that's like yeah that's like keeping your body shut down and then the first thing you do is come out here and have uh, a drink on the show tonight well like it sounds like roddy just needs you in the liver (laughs) so uh there's a sidewalk slam from bronson who fights back he rips the shirt and he pummels him like i said he's just starting to just pound on the chest of roderick strong there's some huge chops from roddy who tries to fight back during the break there's the pnp and roddy hits like a High angle back suplex or kind of like an angle slam on Bronson for a two count. But then he also just gets sat on like the classic Yokozuna just dropping down. Because Bronson's a big lad. Yeah, he's very big. Thick boy. Right. The thick. Uh, They come back from break. There's the King Kong Lariat from Bronson Reed. Um, You know why they call it the King Kong Lariat? Bundy? Maybe. Uh, Sure. I was just saying because it's a lariat and he's like he's big. Right. he, He has the King Kong Bundy. Type body. I guess yeah. it makes sense. Uh, well, he hits the King Kong lariat, then a power slam, but then there's a suplex from a superplex rather from Roddy off the top, and this like shook the ring just crazy. Um, and then there's purple lights that's distracting, um, but you think that Velveteen Dream's gonna like come out there, but uh, he doesn't. And uh, Bronson then hits like a, a tope in the ring. Uh, but it wasn't. Yeah, the tope looked good. Yeah, uh, but it was in purple lights, not yeah. so much the red lights from the fiend. Uh, but that doesn't stop Roddy from um, hitting the. I think it was the end of heartache at the end. I don't know if he could get him up, but uh, this is when our feed kind of cut out. So I yeah. was like, I don't know how Roddy went. Literally, when our feed literally took three seconds and came back, it went to the three count. And I was like, did he get them with the end of heartache? Because that's a big dude to do with. But even with the the lights and the distraction, Roddy still wins, which isn't what happens in wrestling. Yeah, I. I'm not a big fan of that. I think it makes Bronson Reed look very weak, especially when he's so much bigger than Roddy. Um, and Roddy has the distraction 
and also still wins. That's because he's that good. He is good, but I just I don't think it makes Bronson Reed look particularly right. good. Yeah, I'm um, not, I don't know. Bronson Reed's someone who keeps he needs to improve, but every time I see him, he's kind of the same. I felt I, like he, I I'm felt like same. watching this I mean, tonight. I think when you when you compare him to uh, just body type wise, what we're doing our show was next, and we've been seeing a little bit of Brodus Clay, like yeah. leaps and bounds beyond someone like that. Yeah. But when on the same show you've got people like. Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic. Sure. Yeah, you're right. Even Killian Dane. um, You're right. When you're seeing the stuff they do, it's... uh, Yeah, he he needs to step it up. I agree with you. wrestling's really, really moved on in 2020. Um, But I think there's... uh, He he seems quite confident when he talks. There's something quite cool about him. Yes, definitely. I I think there's something definitely there that will work, but... I worry He'll that get there. I worry that he could also just be like floundering about for quite a while. He could just be content with like what he's been doing. Like maybe he's in that going I, for that WWE. I, re- I mean, role. I know people kind of thought um, when when they signed a bunch of Aussies, maybe they're going to do some kind of Aussie faction with uh, Shane Thorne, who I think is yeah. I think is fantastic Me and too. really underused. Um, I think that's that's what could serve him well is if you could have. Like, uh, I mean, the lowest they'd be is like Forgotten Sons level, which isn't sure. isn't terrible, but just feature them more and have... So just those two as a team? Uh, who else have you got? Well, you can't have Murphy. You can't have Murphy. <laughs> Murphy. Uh, who else have you got there? I'm sure we had another uh, well, Aussie. Aussie, Aussie wrestling is huge. Uh, Brooksy, Adam Brooks, he's now, uh, to, he signed a deal with Ring of Honor. Okay. He's going to be over there. And if you're uh, interested in Australian wrestling... Chris Thunder from Down Under has got a new podcast oh, yeah. about Aussie wrestling and all that stuff. So go check that out. Uh, I know John and, and them have been sharing it, but go check them. He uh, is one of our World Champion patrons, and we had him on, and he was discussing. Uh, and I know our, our friend Daniel did the theme song for the podcast as well. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. So so Bronson Reed. And- I, I just think some sort of tag team would help him like, I agree. just come out of his shell a bit because – I don't think there's room for him. Particularly it's interesting. As, he'll just flounder as a single star. Because the, they had that angle where Bronson Reed and Shane Thorne, Shane Thorne was the heel and said, I got you here, Bronson. And and then they had that like mini TV feud. So uh, it's interesting. I would like to see them as a tag team. Yes. And if you're interested in Chris Thunder's podcast, uh, search Twitter at WrestleOzStyle, A-U-S-S-T-Y-L-E, for all the information because honestly um i have uh traveled to australia and i i i was in some like thrift stores and some record stores in, in melbourne and in comic book stores and stuff and i would see ads for like local wrestling and some of them looked so bad but then some of them looked really good so like I there think is it's definitely like an untapped market yeah um yeah it is because look at all these guys now who are coming out of everywhere across the world who were like hey we wrestle too so it is interesting. There's there's going to be a, a spotlight on some on some Australian talent definitely in the near future. So uh, maybe we'll see more of Bronson Reed. But I, for now, he still needs to get better. But this match was fine. It was really cool seeing Roddy hit this superplex because the ring just like shook. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. But after this match, Roderick Strong standing in the middle of the ring and the dream appears on the Titantron. Mm. And the dream set. He looks like Hollywood Hogan with the, the, the jacket, the yep. Hollywood style. Uh, he says... You, Roderick Strong, tried to take the dream's career. You tried to take the dream's experience. But what if 
What if someone took something from you? You see, you already lost the North American title. I'm not talking about it. We're, we're not talking about that. But you still have a family. You have a wife and a little boy. Hi, Troy. What if something happened to you? Well, if something happened to you, the dream can promise you that someone somewhere would fill in and, and, and fill Marina's dreams. She, he would take care of his, his dreams. And, it sh- and then the camera just shows his tights and his, his kid and his wife's face. And then Rod is so, Roddy's so mad that he gets out of the ring and he runs to the back to try to find the Velveteen Dream. Weird. Uh, this was this was fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it was fun. Dream, there aren't many people that can make this work. Right. Dream is absolutely one of them. I wonder though. I think this is the end of the horsewomen. Sure. I yeah. feel this is Marina transitioning to um, playing sure. Roddy's wife and might be a bit more involved that way. And where does that leave Jasmine? And Duke? Jasmine Duke in <laughs> catering. <laughs> As uh, far away from a ring as possible, um, uh, hopefully. So, uh, but yeah, with Shayna being appearing a vampire, which hey, time. by the way, I deserve some fucking credit. I've been saying it forever. There's the vampires in wrestling, so we're gonna see Damian Priest with Shayna Baszler. Uh, has anyone ever seen Shayna and Damian in the same room at the same time? Just saying. Exactly, vampires. Saying. I've been watching the uh, Netflix has this BBC Dracula Bram Stoker's mm-hmm. like version, and it's been awesome. Um, and then I watch Raw for the first time in forever, and I see Shayna Baszler uh, bite ne- Becky And Lynch. isn't Becky just going, Jesus Christ! Oh! <laughs> Jesus Christ! I oh! fucking howled at that. I thought that was so fucking funny. I love, I love, hated it. I hated it, but I loved it. I don't understand. It's fucked. It's so bad, but so good. Um, so there's vampires in wrestling. You remember I've been saying it. I've been saying it and saying it. They're coming back. Hey, Gangrel's in Ring of Honor now, so, you know. What? <laughs> he showed up at an event. I don't know why. Oh, I'm, I'm selling my TakeOver Tampa ticket. <laughs> if, he, if he's going to be at Supercard of Honor... Whoa, it could be... I want Gangrel versus Naito. <laughs> Vampires in wrestling, it's happening, people. Oh, man, I get to see Cameron you. and Gangrel. Cameron from Cameron weekend. and Naomi is yeah. going to be in Tampa. And you're, oh. If people only heard our show last week <laughs> talking about Cameron and Naomi from uh, What's Next... Boy, we... I'm trying to convince uh, Pierce, Brandon from New Jersey, and MJ from NJ to to come for that the big show. gay brunch. You just want to go to the big gay brunch to see Cameron from Cameron and Naomi, the Funkadactyls, yeah. in Tampa. Uh, we're big fans of Cameron. She's fantastic. Here in the BDE. Uh, up next is uh, the start of a, f- a few segments tonight. Now, uh, last week, I said that Matt Riddle saying... Bobby Fish just said fish, and then the how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish. Oy. And I loved it. I said it was amazing. It was so weird. It's another example of that would not work with other people, but yeah. it worked with him. And then they do this this weird, like, buddy cop style, like, stoner movie, dude, where's my car type thing. Now, as a stoner... This is directed to me, I feel. Like, this is like, we're going to aim for this comedy aspect. And to me, this kind of um, has Jeremy Borash all over it, the way he Mm. kind of produces some things. This has his paw prints all over it. And uh, I'm just thinking, guessing that. But for some reason, I don't know if these hit the way they were supposed to hit. And I'm talking about the broserweights with these segments now. This Sunday at TakeOver Portland... 
they have a tag team title match against Kyle and Fish, and they want to get their <laughs> Dusty Classic trophy to Portland, but the airports they've been going to won't let them check the trophy. Yeah. So Matt Riddle is convinced Pete Dunne that they need to get the trophy to Portland. So they go on a road trip. They rent a car. Pete Dunne is driving, in case you're wondering. Safety first. Don't, you know, don't token, don't token drive. Um, they're driving. Pete Dunne's driving the car. And the cops pull them over. And Matt Riddle just freaks out. <laughs> that's, that was funny. Matt Riddle freaks out. And he's like, bro, I know what to do. I know it. Just let me handle this, bro. Bro, Pete, just keep your hands on the wheel. Just relax. We're fine. We're fine. I know how to handle this. I know how this goes. And then it cuts. And their car is being towed and taken away. And it turns out that neither Matt Riddle or Pete Dunn have valid driver's licenses. You know how they should make this more authentic? Is tomorrow, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne have been suspended <laughs> for 30 days for violation. Of- <laughs> so, it's like they want to make the joke about him being caught with weed, but they don't. They, they fly by that and say, no, no, they just didn't have licenses to drive mm-hmm. the car. So I'm really confused. I was like, wait, it totally went one direction, and then it went like, no, 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 we just don't have licenses. What do you mean you don't have licenses? I don't have a license because I live down, down in the city, and I'm a poor millennial. Uh, but And you can't drive. Yeah, like I don't have a license. <laughs> like I just don't drive. And and I guess I have something in common with Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn because they don't have licenses here in North America. So their car is towed, but they take their, their dusty classic trophy out the back. And they're like, what are we going to do now? And Matt Riddle says, don't worry, bro. I have another idea. So to be continued later tonight. I don't know what I just watched. Like, this was just so strange. This is geared towards people like me. This was this is fun. Uh, I, I personally, it's not my kind of uh, what I like in wrestling. Yeah. Um, I, I appreciate when people try and do something different and do the kind of overly produced things. Um, like you've seen, I guess, with like, the Matt Hardy segment. Jeremy Borash. Which was Jeremy Borash. When you look at uh, stuff Lucha Underground used to do, the more kind of cinematic yeah. style. Um, it's it's not really for me. I, I like... I can enjoy comedy and wrestling. I much prefer, like, the, the kind of interviews they've been doing where... We're done serious. And this, you know what this reminded me of? Um, the, when SmackDown went to SmackDown Live and they introduced the tag titles and you had the skits with Heath Slater and Rhino. Yes. It, it kind of felt that kind of thing. Yeah. Which I think's fun. The odd couple. The odd couple. Um, and they were taking it a step further. Doesn't quite land for me, but I appreciate what they're doing. Like I said, some of the parts really made me laugh and the other parts really made me like go, oh. Uh, personally, big fan of Dude, Where's My Car? And it feels like they're just totally trying to like yeah, sure. go off something like that sort of stoner comedy without saying it's a stoner and kudos comedy. Kudos for like trying to do something sure. different. And yeah. I think some people will fucking love this. I'm I'm it's saying it's not really my cup of tea. I'm saying like some of it just didn't land for me, but yeah. all in all, like I I love these two. And you should continue trying new things with yeah. these two because why the fuck not? And while we're on the subject of Matt Riddle, 
everyone's been talking about how you know they're pulling the brakes of how Matt Riddle is is going is Vince McMahon's mad because he's he's going off to get himself over and then what does Matt Riddle do at a live show grabs a live mic and then just basically cuts a promo on Brock Lesnar again so we're being worked they fucking love this yeah they they love this I think Um, I just find it funny thinking I've been watching Pete Dunne for years back in the UK right and now he's I love it's it's kind of been the case with Daniel Bryan at times when you see him do certain things yeah. and you go, huh, when I was watching like <laughs> Nigel McGuinness against Daniel Bryan uh, in Liverpool, like that that classic Ring of Honor match, sure. didn't really see Daniel Bryan doing this kind of stuff. No, he's hugging Kane. Yeah. There's <laughs> a therapist. It's like that yeah. with Pete Dunne here, but it, it works and it's funny. Well, wait till, we'll do talk. We're gonna, there's a few more of these little segments oh, yeah. and uh, we'll get to them. I don't hate them. They're just like, odd yeah uh, i feel like they should have got actual stoners as writers like if you asked me yo we're producing three separate little things i could probably come up with something maybe a bit more edgier and funnier i, I don't know i just didn't land for me i don't know being we're just dissing comedy I mean, it, today. it's got to tread a certain line that's what well. we're just we're just dissing comedy yeah that's what we do on this show we're just <laughs> critics of comedy we're so funny that's why uh they remind you that poppy is going to be performing live at takeover portland she played here last week she played here at the Danforth. Yeah. yeah, why didn't we go? Uh, it clashed with it clashed with the Oscars, didn't it? Well, yeah, I wanted to go. Wow, imagine if you were dying at Poppy instead of <laughs> oh, what my legs going there? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, that sounds terrible. Um, Next year, <laughs> we go to Poppy. Yeah, uh, or we get a plane to Portland right now. That's what sells us Poppy. Um, Angel Garza is backstage with Kathy. Do you realize Poppy is the flow rider, the limp biscuit of NXT? It's true. Hi, with her. Yeah. Cool things. Hey, I'm okay uh, with that. Billie Eilish, uh, who was the theme of NXT last WrestleMania, she won like every Grammy. She was the parasite of the Grammys because mm. she won like everything there. I thought she was going to debut the Bond song at the Oscars. Me too, and she did not do that. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Hey, we've been doing Bond reviews on our Patreon as well. Mm. Go check that out. Um, Quantum of Solace, we just did. That was a strange movie. <laughs> strange, strange movie. Angel Garza, sorry. Angel Garza's backstage with Kathy Kelly. Now, again, like I said, I actually watched some main, main roster. I know. Pigs are flying. I watched Angel Garza on the main roster now. And he's in an interesting spot because he's taken Andrade's spot. He's feuding with his cousin, Humberto. And then you got Rey Mysterio in the mix. If you ask me, WrestleMania is the four-way between Andrade, Rey Mysterio, Humberto, and Angel Garza. Yeah, I'd love that. But we'll get there, I guess, because Angel Garza's got something else on his mind here. He says that Jordan Devlin did not pin me. He pinned Swerve. I've beaten Swerve. So I am now going one-on-one with Leo, and I've already beat him. And then Leo shows up. Leo Rush is here. He says, look, Garza, you beat Leo Rush, but that was a different guy. I'm hungrier, I'm faster, I'm stronger, and I'm getting my Cruiserweight Championship back. So later tonight, Angel Garza, Leo Rush, 101. We've seen them a few times here on NXT TV. I think that was my TV match of the year last year. <clears throat> yeah, just near the end of the year, it slipped in, the yeah, Cruiserweight title match. match. And Angel Garza now on Raw, getting so much recognition, a lot of comparisons to Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero there. So uh, he's in a good spot, uh, good for him. He oh, kind yeah. of crept in there. So later tonight, we'll see that. But we have a matchup right now. Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai. Another. Someone else is Nidoing. And it's Dakota Kai, who's got a shirt that says Cap Coda. 
Mm. Which I'm like, is it because you're you're a captain, Team Kick, but you're evil? Is Team Kick still the thing that you're evil now? I don't know. But she's Nidoing it, totally. Candice LeRae hits a series of topes early in this match, just like one after another. Rapid shots. Then a missile dropkick off the top rope. Somehow Candice's nose gets like smashed in here. The storyline is that she's supposed to, Dakota's supposed to be working the shoulder, but Candice is just like busted. Ble- there's blood everywhere. And I'm like, why don't they just quickly change the story? If you see, like, I. I yeah, there was a match recently, recently yeah. with. Was it Samoa Joe? No, yeah. Samoa Joe was on commentary and. Alistair Black. Alistair Black. It was and the Alistair Black Buddy Murphy. And. Yeah. Black's nose got busted and they kept on calling, oh, his jaw, his jaw. It's hard to work with. He might have broken his jaw. It's like, dude, the guy's clearly broken his nose. Like, let's let's call that. Let's call the blood pouring out of the nose rather than a jaw injury that they're trying to work into the match. Yeah, so Candice is getting beat up and then Dakota pulls her shoulder first. Candice just goes flying into the the turn the, the the post the pole and she's selling the the shoulder but it's like yo it's she's just bleeding she's leaking uh there's then they they fight back they come back they're in the ring they go up top and somehow Candice is back in this with this crazy diving swinging neck breaker off the top rope which we've seen her do before um, and just looks awesome, just killing her. She then goes up top. It was only a two count. She goes for her lion salt, the Cabrada moonsault, but it's a miss. No water in the pool, as Mara would say. Dakota Kai comes up. She goes for a series of kicks, and Candace hits this like suplex, kind of like a. I don't. Is it is it Dragonov who's been doing this in NXT UK, where it's like you. You're, it's like a German, but you hold the guy from like the crotch essentially and lift them all the way over like German suplexing them okay. from like the cr- the crotch. Yeah. But it looks crazy. Like it's classic like Greco-Roman kind of style wrestling, actual wrestling. Candice hits this bridging, but it's only a two count, but looks awesome. She then locks in her hubby's move, the Gargano escape. I mean, she's married to him, so her last name is probably Gargano, yeah. I would imagine. So it, it's the Gargano escape. And... Dakota Kai is doing a good job of selling that she's going to actually tap out. But she somehow, instead of reaching for the ropes, counters it into a roll-up. And Dakota Kai pins Candice LeRae just like that. And uh, once again, I found I found that Candice LeRae steals the show in another women's match on NXT. Yeah, I feel she's one of these characters that <clears throat> it's, it's such a shame that the title wasn't... I, there were more legs to the EO story, I think, with her. Right. I think she's, a perf, like her husband, a perfect natural baby face who can really go in the ring, can really win over a crowd if she needs to. It's just a shame that there are so few spots there, especially yeah. with the women's division, um, that she kind of gets a little lost and she keeps on being this feeder but like enhancement but she she kills it she she makes me absolutely forget that dakota kai is even in the takeover because like i'm like watching candace i yeah. feel like candace does this a lot where she steals this the spot like not like in a, in a good way i mean in a good way because she's she is awesome and i, I feel once i don't think Rhea is long <laughs> for nxt right because uh, she's appearing on raw already i feel there is a slot there and she will have those main event matches um yeah, but yeah, she she's one of the best women there, in my opinion. Yeah, like I'm not trying to uh, hate on Dakota Kai here, but Dakota was kind of an afterthought in this match. You, you see, Candice's nose is busted, and you, it gets you more invested behind her, and she's doing these crazy moves, and 
the, the, this was a short match, but the but storytelling she, was she in it. She does need something a bit meatier story-wise to make people care. Agreed. The problem was against EO is EO was such a cool new character that people weren't too behind her. Yeah. Um, but I love her ring work, and I, I think with the right story, she could really get fans behind her. Because this was a fun little match, but again, it made me want to just see more of Candice, not yeah. so much the takeover match. But after the match, Lorraine is mad that she was duped by Dakota. So she kind of goes after her, and she's like about to attack her, and Dakota then dumps her face first into the ring bell, picks up the ring bell, and uh, I think Morrow said, stabs her with the ring bell. There was actually no stabbing, but like hits her in the yeah. midsection with the ring bell. And this is where Tegan Knox appears out of nowhere and attacks Dakota Kai. And uh, then all of a sudden, like, referees and, and trainers come out and they're separating them. But they're still trying to brawl and fight all over the place. Um, Tegan Knox, though, was very distracting because she's, I don't know, if, I know she's probably a 90s baby. And, like, I know people in the 90s just loved to tie their sweaters or wing, windbreakers around their, their waist. But, like... It just looked so weird. I was like, why are you dressed like that? It it was also clear to me that WWE have finally got their claws into her because she's now got a terrible dye job as well. She's got like this... She she dyes her hair a lot, though. I don't know. This seemed... Like, look back at sort of Becky, Sasha, Charlotte, all of them early NXT. Yeah. And then look at them now. Yeah. It's like, hey, how bright can we make your hair? And it seemed... This seemed a bit... More striking. Than I, I I say that Tegan Knox is trying to do the Jeff Hardy. She dies it every like what, show and week. Yeah, because it's changed a lot. Okay. it's changed quite a few times already since being on NXT. Her reco- like coming back, it's changed quite a few right. times. So I feel like that's what she's going for—the rainbow-haired warrior. Right. Right. She's not only Lady Kane. Shouldn't <laughs> she just have red hair? If that was the case, but no. Uh, so they're pulled apart. It's a giant brawl, and we're rem- reminded that this Sunday is the street fight. Between Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. I really hope this match delivers. Me too. Um, I, I feel it needs to because I was disappointed with the match. It wasn't bad, but it just seemed, why, why are you doing this match already? Yeah. Uh, was it two weeks ago, I think they fought? Um, yep. So yeah, I hope this, because I think it has the more interesting story <clears throat> going into it. We'll see if it delivers at TakeOver. There's a lot to go up against as well. Oh yeah. Up next, Johnny Gargano. Versus Cameron Grimes. Brought to you by Lamron Grimes. Lamron Grimes. Once again. Uh, these two announced they were having a match earlier today, and I was pretty excited. Uh, Johnny Gargano is someone, obviously, we love here. John. Our friend John. Our mate John. Your best friend, John. best friend, John. Your second best friend, John. And Cameron Grimes is someone that I've been saying well, you need to watch. He should have won the breakout tournament. He's, he's in a spot right now where he's going to continue to grow and get better and better, and he continues to do that. And he did that here tonight. Johnny Gargano and Cameron Grimes on NXT. There's some technical takedowns from both guys. They're very quick. They're both on the same page and as as technical and kind of wizards here in the ring, even for a young Cameron Grimes. Uh, Gargano goes for like some sort of Gargano escape type cross-face arm kind of trapping move Um, early on. There's a quick snap Rana, then clotheslines Cameron out of the ring, and then does his classic hop to the apron and the Sia super kick. Um, then the rolling cannonball off the top, off the apron to the outside, and then continues to chop him, and then does the champa pose, which he like, the sits on the, on the, back. the yep. padding on the back, sitting on the apron. 
Back in the ring, there's a lariat from Grimes turning Gargano inside out, and then the huge bridging German suplex for a two from Grimes. He didn't quite do the spin, though. No. I said a few weeks ago, probably a while ago, that he needs to keep doing the spin, but I also said, probably very dangerous. It was also maybe, like, an accident? Yeah. Well, a spinning German suplex bridging yeah. should be a finish. Because yeah. I just don't know if anyone could take that move. That's probably... I literally said... I remember when he did it, I said, that looked awesome. Should be his finish. Who was it too? It, it must Kushida? be a smaller guy. Kushida, yeah. I think it was. Um, well, it wasn't spinning, but still looked awesome. But only two count. Johnny gets out of it. Um, Johnny goes for his slingshot spear, but it's scouted. And Grimes goes for like a gut wrench. But then that's countered into a pinning attempt from Johnny. It's a two count. Rolls through and hits his classic kick to the temple. Gargano hits the clothesline. Then does connect with the slingshot spear. Um, he goes for uh, something called the quesadora. Maro said, which made me think of quesadilla. So that's an NXT food item we can do down the, the line. The quesadora. Um, <laughs> there's then like a, a spin-out side effect from Cam Grimes. Shout out Matt Hardy, because who trained him. But only a two count. But Johnny is good at kicking out at 2.9. He's he's one of the best at that. There's then the... Both guys are... They Irish whip each other, and they're running back and forth like a million different times against the ropes, which then allows Cameron Grimes to hit not quite the Spanish fly, but he calls it like the collision course. It's like a power slam flying. Yeah. Way more safer. Dude should just do these moves instead of that Spanish fly. Uh, looks awesome. But again, he cannot keep Gargano down. Only a two count. There's then super kicks. There's a spike DDT. There's the satellite into the Gargano escape. And just like that, Cameron Grimes taps out. He's like, no, 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 no. I'm not waiting. I'm not staying in this move. This hurts. And taps out instantly. Uh, fun little matchup here. Um, obviously, it's just like kind of like a little TV heater match for Johnny. But down the line, I, I would like to see this maybe more of a serious yeah, matchup. Yeah, I, I was a little disappointed. Um, don't get me wrong, it wasn't bad. Yeah. I just felt it was it was kind of just going through the motions for me. Like, sure. I've seen... I, I love Johnny Gargano, but I've seen a lot of his matches, and it was, it was very much going from spot to spot. I now do the slingshot DDT. I now do the slingshot spear. I now do this. I he's got to show you. He's Mr. NXT. And, uh... Yeah, it just felt a bit going from beat to beat. There didn't seem that much flow for it for me. Okay. Um, and that's mainly because I, I like Cameron Grimes as well, and I was kind of excited about this match. Yeah. And they just went through the motions for me. It didn't Maybe because it, didn't, maybe cause it didn't need to do any more than that, because obviously Gargano's got a huge match, and Cameron Grimes isn't really doing anything right now. Yeah. Um, but I feel these two... Like, could kill it. Definitely. Yeah. If this was some indie show at your local town and yeah. these two were on the card, like, I don't know, three years ago or whatever, it would be bad. It would be It banging. kind of felt phoning it in a little bit. I think it was Which just. I get. I get. Yeah, You're going to have a, a huge match on Sunday and you don't want to. You've also just come back from an injury recently. You don't want to kill yourself. But. Yeah. It. It did feel like that, which I, I'm not used to seeing on NXT. I'm used to seeing on Raw or SmackDown. Uh, I was upset Johnny didn't put on Cameron Grimes' hat. <laughs> he didn't put it on. No, he said it's a stupid hat backstage. Stupid hat. Stupid hat. Stupid hat. Um, and I need to, he, he, the reason Cameron didn't win is he didn't do the 360 uh, German suplex. Yeah. Which his buddy, Andrew Everett, who's now in Ring of Honor as well, uh, debuted this crazy spinning move 
where he literally just rotates ver- like 360, hurricanes you, and then splashes you. Looks yeah. awesome. It was all over Twitter and stuff as well. Uh, he's someone I could see signing to WWE and NXT okay. in the near future as well. Um, they were a tag team and partners um, for a while, and they could mesh well together too if they sign him. Uh, after the match, Gargano looks straight into the camera and says, uh, that's what I am. I hope you're watching, Finn, because... I'm gonna show you this Sunday. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you what I'm. I'm show you what I'm gonna do. I'm, I'm what I'm capable of. Ah, he's so mad. This Johnny Gargano. NXT has seemed to be doing this a lot recently. Finishing a match and then kind of looking yelling into Johnny does it. Johnny does it a lot. Johnny does well. It's been this whole feud. Like (laughs) Finn has been like saying stuff into the camera. Uh, I find it a bit corny. It's whatever. Yeah, it's fine. It, yeah, I'm not that into it. The match is going to steal the show on Sunday. I think the match is going to be great. Yeah. I just haven't... I don't know, you've had... Because this match was set up, what, before... Uh, so long no, ago. Like, set up in October? Yeah, September. this whole pay-per-view is like, we've been waiting for a yeah, long time. Yeah, and I, I kind of feel... I, I wasn't that into the, the sit-down interview they did last week. Oh, I like it. It feels... I don't know, they've just been treading water. It feels like the show should have been last week. Takeover. Yeah. Sh- this this episode felt this tonight felt like the lull. Yeah, this wasn't so much a go home show. It was kind of like, oh, there's one more week. You know what's happening? Yeah, it's Sunday. Yeah, like the match is going to be crazy. I'm I'm just kind of there's not much more they can get out of it for me storyline wise leading up to it. I agree. We're already sold on the match. Yeah, like the match is going to be incredible. So like, let's go to it. Essentially, yeah. I, for I, sure. I I agree. Um, and I'm excited for that match. We have Adam Cole backstage with Kathy Kelly. She's saying, hey, uh, Adam Cole, you've got some beef with Kushida because last week not only did you guys beat up Bronson Reed, you beat up Kushida. And tonight Adam Cole is going to go one-on-one with Kushida. And behind him, Roderick Strong is pacing back and forth just furious. (laughs) And he's like, Roddy, calm down. Calm down. Don't worry about Dream. Don't worry about Dream, Roddy. He says, Kushida, Kushida, I'm going to teach him a lesson. And then on Sunday in Portland – I'm going to teach Champa a lesson. So uh, Britt Baker is a dentist and Adam Cole is a teacher. That's what he's telling me right now. I'm going to teach them a lesson in Portland. We have another segment with the bros. It's the broser weights. And now now they've decided – I don't know about you, but Planes, Trains, and and Automobiles is one of my favorite movies ever. John Candy, Steve, Steve Martin, classic. Watch it once a year. This is like what they're they're trying to do here. They got to get this trophy to Portland, and well, they're here in Florida, and their cars they don't have licenses, so they decide to go by boat, and not just a boat, but a swan boat, like a pedal boat. So this is your money shot here. It's Matt Riddle in this kick boat, this paddle boat, the swan paddle boat, and Matt and Matt Riddle's just probably stoned as shit, ripped as a pair of jeans, as I say. And you have Pete Dunne just 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 solid straight panning fit, just the no cell face. That's the shot here. This is what made me laugh. I'm like, okay, there's your classic. Last week it's Riddle trying to make Pete Dunne crack, like make him laugh live on TV. Here it's 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 pre-taped, so Matt Riddle is, is being all smiley and Pete Dunne's just straight face and angry, but he's in a fucking swan. <laughs> so it's really funny. Um, th- Matt Riddle says, yo, bro, this is where I come to chill. So obviously Matt Riddle comes on swan boats a lot. He says, 
here out on here on these tranqu- tranquil waters, not quite tranquilo, it says tranquil, tranquil waters, we need to chill. We need to relax. You see, we're not going to get there by boat, but ooh, I have an idea. Light bulb to be continued ooh. again. Very strange. Just a very <laughs> strange. Uh, yeah. So uh, after that. Um, well, what did you think of this one? Between this one was this one was weird as well. They're all they're all weird. They're, <laughs> like, I get what they're doing. I I didn't hate it. It's yeah. not my kind of thing, but I I had some enjoyment from it. Yeah, uh, I just like the shot of Pete Dunne being really mad while sitting on a yeah swan boat. It's so funny. Uh, we have Robert Stone. Remember him, Robert Stone? Oh yeah, with Chelsea Green. With Chelsea Green. So Chelsea lost a lot lately. She's lost in the Rumble. She was in the Rumble for like 10 seconds. Yeah. She's lost here on NXT to Shotzi Blackheart, I think. She's just losing. So Robert Stone says, you know what? Next week, it's the relaunch. Next week is the rebranding of Chelsea Green. So uh, she's, she's been there, what, three weeks? And she's already been... Because she kept losing, is what yeah. they said. So they're tired of her losing. Um I, I don't know. I just found that so weird that they did that with her in the first place. It's just a strange way to... I mean, I, I think it might be to show that Robert Stone is a great manager. So it's going to be Robert Stone remolding her. Better and than Arn Anderson. Well, they yeah, <laughs> they kind of did that with Zelina, didn't they? Like, yeah. Uh, Andrade was losing. He was the party guy. And yeah. then she kind of remolded him and then he became a winner. So maybe that's what they're going to more highlight... Robert Stone than necessarily Chelsea Green. Uh, I don't know if I was Chelsea Green. I, I I don't know if a manager this this manager would be like. I mean, the guy. Do you want your manager to wear a suit and then loafers with no socks? Do you really want your manager to be that Seems guy? Seems to be the thing, doesn't that it? That is the thing in yeah. wrestling these days. That is a thing. My mom asked me that recently. She says, "Can I? What's what's going on with the with the." The no socks. <laughs> what is that a thing? You do you do that? And I was like, ah, oh, no, not really. Like if I'm going to the corner store in my in my shoes, sure, maybe I won't throw socks on. But but no suit and no socks. Yeah, that's the, that's the new wave in wrestling, anyways. So I don't know. Do you do? You don't do it. I wear ankle socks sometimes, yeah, but mainly when I'm wearing shorts. Like I I know I'd never not wear socks. That's gross. <laughs> that's disgusting. But we live in Canada. It's cold up here. So maybe if you live in somewhere, if, maybe if yeah, you are in Florida, then like maybe you don't want to wear socks and you want to wear your Sperry's or whatever. I no, don't know. If if you're in a hot place, yeah, you're you going to want to wear socks. I agree. Sweaty feet hey, in leather shoes. That's I know. Disgusting. That's what I'm What's saying. What's wrong with people? Robert Stone. Come on. He is a bad manager because he doesn't wear socks. Uh, I mean, I have my issues with. Uh, open-toed footwear on men to begin with. But I agree that some people live in hot climates and you need it, but he's not even wearing open toes. He's just wearing no socks and these loafers. Yeah. I'm getting too in... I feel like I'm getting too in-depth on what the guy's wearing, but it bugs me. Yeah. It bugs me when I see people in public <laughs> with no socks. I'm like, wear some socks, you yeah. gross. At least I don't have to see your toes. Not a feet guy. So, next week it's announced Roderick Strong is going one-on-one with the experience, the Velveteen Dream. So it has, it's not added to Yeah, I, I didn't think it would be. No um, addition, no seventh match. Yeah. So, which is good. It, yeah, I'm It hypes you up for next week. Portland ends and you still have something to look forward Absolutely, to. Absolutely, yeah. So that's what NXT is doing really well. So next week, Dream Roddy. Uh, 
the, the grudge match. But up next is the number one contenders match for the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. And it is Leo Rush versus, versus Angel Garza. And right at the beginning of the match, I have to say that Angel Garza takes his pants off right away. Oh, yeah. Rips them off. Straight up. Like Okada. Like Tai Chi. Nice. All right, Garza has... Uh, Zelina wasn't here tonight. No, she hasn't been with him on NXT. I mean, Tai Chi has... Uh, um, Mio Abe. I mean, on our Patreon every Thursday, we do our AEW yeah. and NXT review. We watch both shows and compare them. And we, uh, we've been asking our, our listeners, you know, the bunny or the bunny. But Tai Chi's... Uh, you, you're a fan of Mio Abe. Yeah. Mio Abe. Yeah. That's her name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big fan. Yeah. Big fan. Mio Abe? I'm going to write that down for later. <laughs> <laughs> so, Angel Garza, without Mio Abe or Z- Zelina Vega, Angel versus Rush, uh, a rematch of rematch, so to speak. The winner gets to face Jordan or is in contention. So, the pants are ripped off right away. Um, they brawl really quick back and forth between these two because they're really fast. Leo Rush is like the fastest. Mm. Uh, he's so fucking fa- I want to see Leo Rush versus Darby Allen because they would be okay. they would be flying. Oh, yeah, they yeah. would literally look like they're flying in the ring because they're so fast. Uh, Leo Rush isn't named that for no other like he is he is a rush yeah. to watch. He's crazy. He goes for the come up really early on, which is a springboard stunner. But it's a miss. Garza scouts it and then drop kicks him instantly. He hangs Rush in the Tree of Woe and then does like a running kick to the midsection. There's a power slam into the steps, but then still holds him, puts him upside down on the guardrail and starts to kick him as well. So he's just beating on Rush here. They go to break, but when they come back, there's then a tope to the outside from Rush who has gained advantage. And then again, hits like some sort of slingshot corkscrew sent on which is just it's like nothing for him yeah just lands and he's like yeah i just hit this cool move back he throws him back in the ring and hits the robinson special like the spinning out kick to the head only a two count there's a heel kick there's super kicks there's the come up but it's blocked again and garza gets the knees up so garza you just stop going for this move garza has it scattered yeah. just at this point don't do it again but it, the knees are up it's blocked um and garza hits this like I don't know what you exactly call it, where you have the guy's hands and you crisscross him and then you flip him so much that his whole body rotates and he face plants. Um, Sami Zayn, El Generico, would do it with the Orange Crush type super. He would do that, catch you with the suplex, do that, and then like powerbomb you. Where Garza does that and you face first and just face plant. So it looks really cool. He should continue to do this in his moveset. He's a guy who tries new moves. And, like, his finisher is innovative. Not sure how it hurts, but it's innovative. <laughs> and it, it, he tries new things. So this move looks cool. I think he should continue doing it. The Orange Crush kind of thing. Um, they fight up top. And finally, Rush is like, well, I can't hit the come up by springboarding because you keep scouting it. So I'm just going to hit this stunner off the top rope. So it's like an avalanche ace crusher but like stunner type move Garza sells it his jaw is fucked up he rolls out to the outside and then Rush climbs to the top and hits the frog splash the final hour to the outside just crushing him I absolutely this was my favorite spot of this move this this looked crazy but he can't pin him on the outside he rolls him in and hits the final hour again but Garza blocks it with the knees pins Rush but it's a two count he then super kicks Rush and then tries to lift him from the ground with the angel's wings, showing the actual. This he's really strong now. Again, Leo Rush is small, but Garza does the angel wings, 
and lifts him dead weight from the ground. Goes for the, sorry, not the angel's wings, but the wing clipper. Mm -hmm. He's going for it. It's countered. Leo Rush gets a roll up and Rush pins Angel Garza just like that. So Leo Rush goes on forward to, to contend for the Cruiserweight Championship and Garza gets to go to Raw. Yeah. We've lost another one. Yeah, I, f- I feel... Yeah, Gaza's moving up right away. Moving um, on up. I don't think these two can have a bad match. I think their no, chemistry is so good with each other. And I, I'm pleased to see Leo rush back because I was worried he might just kind of fade away again. Uh, it's one one criticism with the Cruiserweight Championship, I would say, is they've, they've tried to rehab it. And I, I think they've done a relatively good job. But it has been kind of hot-potatoed a bit yeah. since... You've had what Gulak to Rush, Rush to Gaza, Gaza to, um, yeah, uh, I'm blanking on his name, Devlin. Yeah, within the space of a couple of months, um, it's but weird. the matches have been good. Yes, and I think Devlin really needs a long. We need a long reign with that title now, um, and I think Rush will be a fantastic opponent for him. Because imagine Garza came on Raw and attacked Rey Mysterio and Humberto, but he was the champion. Yeah. It would have made way more sense. Way more, it would have been way more sense. It would make it seem a bigger deal. Yeah. yeah. And then Rey Mysterio versus Garza live on Raw for the title would have elevated the title. For it, sure, even yeah. not Even if he doesn't win it, but like to fight for it. Yeah. But I'm not mad that Devlin is the champion, but it just was like, it was a hot potato scenario. I well, hope they don't it, do it again. It seems like, it seems a step down again to try and build it back up. Yeah. Rather than, yeah, you're right, you could have really elevated that title by having it. Uh, in this raw story, this match was awesome. Uh, I, you're right. Angel Garza is. We've watched him here grow so much, and he continues to on on Raw. So uh, leave the memories alone. Yeah. Here on up next, when one of our spring chickens yep. leaves the coop, <laughs> they go to Raw. We pour a little out. Pour a little out on yeah. Wednesday night for Angel Garza. I wish, wish him the best. Just so quick. We just they just grow up right, so fast. So fast. They just grow up so fast. Last year was a hard hit here for us. We lost everyone last yeah. year. <laughs> they were like, "Huh? These Vikings, we want them. Ricochet, want them. The Alistair Black dude, want them. All of our guys just taken, taken from us. And this year, who did we lose? We lost the Prophets. We lose everyone. We just lose everyone. We've lost Shayna. Which the I'm thing okay is, with. a lot of the time, it really does feel like you lose them because then they do fuck all. Yeah, on the main roster. Oh, Alistair Black. Alistair Black on Raw. What the <laughs> fuck is going on with that? That is wild. Uh, so Leo Rush wins the match. He goes up the to the ramp. He's posing. And out comes Jordan Devlin, the Irish ace. He comes out dressed in all black. He says, congrats, mate. Hell of a match. But don't get ahead of yourself. You see, next week... I'm going to defend the NXT Championship against you, but I don't fancy your chances because you're going to learn that you never bet against an ace. And then he holds up the title, they stare down, and goes to commercial. I think Devlin can be a pretty good promo, and I'd like these two to have a little feud for... We're going to have a TV Maybe feud. a couple of months. Yeah, for sure. Maybe not as long as that, but for an extended time, because I think... Rush is great on the mic as well. Mm-hmm. So I think they could both bring out the best of each other and could have some killer matches that will hopefully get Devlin across to a wider audience. I also really like Devlin's WWE theme. 
Uh, he uses... Yeah, I can't tell if I hate it or I love it. Well, it's... It's supposed to be Inception. Exactly. So Inception... On the indies. Inception's his, like, indie theme. Yeah. And they've kind of... It's like a rip ...incorporated that with the... Was it Hans Zimmer? Hans Zimmer. Your boy. My boy. Oh. Man, how many times on a Friday night when we're preying do you just put on Hans Zimmer it's so live? Good. It's so good. It has nothing to do with the fact that his uh, violinist... Oh, the violinist and the cellist are delightful. Yeah. Really good at their job. Yep. Yeah. Uh, maybe they got them for this uh, rip-off NXT theme for Jordan Devlin. His themes... I know people don't like this theme, but it's, it grows on you. It's different. I, I like it because it is trying... It, they're taking what, uh, he, he what works on his indies. Yeah. Like, similar to Tyler Bates. Like, Tyler Bates' theme is Sledgehammer, Sledgehammer, and that's what he uses. Oh, like, WWE one's so bad. That one I don't like. And I like Sledgehammer, but, like, come on. But I like they're trying to be as close to that just, as possible. Just, bo- just pay... Fucking few grand to use it. Just like, what the fuck? Just pay it then. Don't rip it all. Like, come on. Mm. This is weird. Devlin um, Rush next week as well. So next week's Wednesday night is pretty stacked for a Wednesday night show. So not even just Sunday to look forward to, but next week, tons of graps. Uh, big fan of Devlin. I think him and Rush will kill it next week. Yeah, that'll be I a, hope so. That'll be, that'll be a match of the, TV match of the year contender for sure. Uh, Devlin is a guy I, I absolutely love in wrestling. Um, they've announced um, Moxley is going to be at OTT Scrapper Mania. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. So, uh, interesting. I know some fans are on the fence about it because they're like, we got to see such standard. They put things to a standard. And now when you kind of bring in more imports, well, I the did, import killer I did hear, was Jordan Devlin. Did you see David Starr's statement? Um, yes. Because Jeff Cobb is coming over. Yes. And it well, was meant to be a title match. And David Starr has said, no. Like you don't, you don't deserve. He he considers the OTT Championship as the independent title. Sure. Um, if you listen to his interview with uh, Jamesy from yeah. BWE, he says that a bunch. And I read his statement. I I kind of dig it. He's like, I respect him. He was <coughs> competed in the Olympics. Like he's a fantastic athlete, but he hasn't wrestled. Fuck talking about Jeff Cobb in OTT. Yeah, yeah. So uh, isn't granting him a title match. And I kind of I kind of dig that. Well, um, maybe he'll win another type of title in the near future. Jeff Cobb. Yeah? You'll have to listen to our Patreon. Oh. To, to hear about Jeff Cobb tomorrow. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, no spoil. I don't want to spoil. I mean, you just spoiled AEW. <laughs> <laughs> fucking but now why, that may- why would you say that? Now that makes sense. Now that makes sense. Hmm. That he wouldn't be fighting for a title. Because I, I, I was wondering, why wouldn't you just beat him then? Why wouldn't David Starr just beat him? No, because it's respect for the championship. Yeah. He's like, no, I don't, like, you don't just waltz in here. You're not Bill Goldberg. I actually... You don't just come in and... I read that I read that, that thing he posted and thought he was talking about Moxley. Oh, really? <laughs> and then I, I clicked the full thing. I was like, what? When, Why is it this guy? Moxley in the Olympics? Yeah, I was like, what? Oh, I, I didn't... Yeah, I got that far. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> what, what the fuck? You can't wrestle in the Olympics with one only one eye? Come on. If you had a broken neck, though, you could do it. Um, so, yeah, next week, stacked. We have Mark Henry. Beth yeah. Phoenix says, here's a video from Mark Henry. Yeah, that's right. Not Don't adjust your sets. Mark Henry with a video package for um, the Big Lads Wrestling. It's a video package for Dijakovic and Keith Lee mm. this Sunday, the North American title. He says, big men have been... Monsters in this business, and it shows clips of Andre, shows clips of 
I didn't see Johnny Gonzalez in that in there. He should have been. He's like, I've been doing Canadian destroyers and, <laughs> and avalanche Spanish flies. Mark Henry's like, Pfft. with all the big lads in the history of wrestling. Mark Henry says, uh, big men have been, you know, in this industry, but these two guys, and he describes each the size and the weight, and he's like, these guys are doing things that no one could imagine. You see, Keith Lee looks like that, but he moves like two hundred five. He's he praises Dijakovic. He praises. Keith Lee and says that this Sunday these two big men in the world of wrestling, big men can wrestle big men can still go in this industry and we're going to see that this Sunday because that's what they do is what he is li- it's literally what he said um, this was nice this was sweet sure yeah no I think if you're going to build build up a ma- I d- it doesn't need anything more they've had so many matches and confrontations and stuff in the past yeah little vignette like this yeah I was okay with it um, I'm just upset that anytime I get to see Mark Henry I'd expect to hear his theme song and I didn't get to somebody gonna get their ass kicked it's one of the best theme songs yeah, it's ever great. yeah it's great um, Bianca Belair comes down to the ring remember her oh yeah she has a feeling that some people don't remember her she comes out she has uh, uh, a match Against Santana Garrett. It's Wonder Woman. She comes down to the ring. The bell rings and Bianca instantly spears Santana. Then takes her hoops out. That's how you know it's getting serious. Kurt Angle takes the straps. Bianca takes out the hoops. She then does this like backflip into a standing moonsault. Then does a double chicken wing face buster into the corner. Picks up Garrett on her shoulders in a torture rack. And hits the KOD the psycho driver too, and pins her just like that, and just kind of washes her hands clean. Like, oh, I told you, I never needed you at all. Bow, bow, I, bow, I love bow. this squad. Yeah, this she just fantastic. crushes her, picks up a microphone, and says, "Hey, Rhea and Charlotte, am I like invisible? Do you not know like I'm here? What's what's going on? Hello, Earth to Charlotte, essentially. Hello, I'm standing right here. You see." This Sunday, Bianca Belair is walking out champion. Rhea, you have to focus. You're not... And this is my brutality. Here comes Rhea Ripley. She comes down with the NXT Women's Championship. She says, Bianca, I assure you, I'm not looking past you. I'm looking right at you. I'm not looking past you. (laughs) I'm looking right at you. And I'm telling you... After TakeOver, I'm going to look through you. At TakeOver, I'm going right through you. And then they fight, they brawl. And what happens? Well, let me tell you, fella. Bianca picks up Rhea Ripley in the torture rack and hits the KOD on her. Yeah. Crushing her and stands tall. Could Bianca Belair dethrone Rhea Ripley this Sunday? I... I actually, I actually really want her to. <laughs> me too. Uh, I, me too. Uh, I like the idea of. Um, I mean, you could you could have Bianca win and that have a match at Takeover like the night before. Who will face Charlotte? And you have the two mixing up. I don't know if that's a bit too messy. Sure. Um, I just think Bianca has it. She's got this star presence. She's great on the mic. Fantastic in the ring. Um, believable, like, also has that big physical presence yes. that Rhea Ripley has. She has something, I definitely. just, I just prefer her, and I think up against Charlotte, and I like the idea of her being kind of 
just forgotten and Rhea Ripley kind of looking past her at the next thing could be her downfall and Bianca could take it. Yeah. Um, I'm at, I'm personally way more interested in seeing a Bianca Charlotte match than a Rhea Charlotte match. 100%. I agree with you. Uh, Rhea Ripley came in here to NXT from the UK, NXT UK, did that program with Shayna, got super over and super over really fast, mm. and then beat Shayna. And a lot of people were like, oh, like, I myself, it was a cool segment with her beating Shayna, but the match itself and everything around it wasn't like stellar to mm. me. It wasn't really anything that I was like, oh, match of the year or anything like that. It was fine. It was just like, whatever. And then like kind of watching this, I don't know, this reign, this championship reign. And uh, I know we did a best and worst of NXT 2019 show. And we asked listeners like who listened to the show and watch NXT like best on the mic, worst on the mic, worst, whatever. And a lot of people wrote into us being like, yo, I hate Rhea Ripley on the mic. Yeah. And watching her recently, like on raw, it is like an I challenge you. It's just like this. It's like wh- I I swear on Raw, Jerry King Lawler corpsed when Rhea said her first word. She's like Charlotte, and King goes uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, that's terrible. But like, fuck. And I'm not mean. I'm not saying because she's Australian. And you go, what is she saying? No, no, no. But it's like just the way she talks is like. That's not. I don't know. It doesn't deliver for. It doesn't but do it also for. So Jerry doesn't have a fucking clue yeah. who anyone is. He's like, is it, who is that? Who's this person? What's his accent? <laughs> yeah, are you British? Uh, something like that. That's yeah. what King would say. But she just hasn't really delivered. So you're right. Bianca versus Charlotte is something I would rather see at WrestleMania. Just I think Bianca has star written all over her. She's another one we're going to be pouring a little out for soon. She's going to yeah. be take. She's going to be leave the memories alone for Bianca. Could, um, could you see a uh, a triple threat scenario? I don't know if I want that. I think Bianca Charlotte's a better match. But Rhea's maybe the bigger star right now. But I don't know. I think it's going to fade. I, I honestly don't know, though. From uh, I guess Rhea had that Survivor Series thing. She's got a cool Bianca look. Bianca stood out so much in the Royal Rumble. Agree. I, I would say it's hard to say because I'm not a casual fan. I watch NXT. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd like to know from people that just tune into Raw and SmackDown. Who, who do they see? Yeah, interesting. Uh, well, she crushed Rhea with the KOD, so uh, I don't know. I would. I think it would be a cool swerve if she wins. Yeah, be interesting. It it'd get me more interested. The title since since her winning, the title's gone cold. The trail's gone cold with this women's title mm. because like just... I think they've done a fantastic job though heating up Bianca. Yes, in a short space of time, especially because, tonight because she's been someone we've said has kind of been floating around and mm-hmm. we're like, we like her. We just don't see where she fits in. She fits in here more than Rhea, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And crushes Santana and crushes Rhea. Wouldn't that be great? Like she kills Rhea and she's like, I fucking told y'all. Like well, th- this was a Goldberg style match yeah. really, wasn't it? Against Santana. She just spear KOD. Boom. One, two, three. She never needed you at all. No. It's one of my favorite themes. I, I walk theme. around that. We we walk around the house and I do. I go. I never needed you at all. And then I do the horns and then you do the skipping and you just walk skipping around like my hair. you pretend you're Shane McMahon. <laughs> Did you find your Shane McMahon jersey? No, I need a new one. Oh, who's Shane facing at Mania? Wow, we're not getting we're not okay. getting into that. Okay, right that's now. another podcast. The Broserweights are trying to get to Portland with the Dusty Trophy and well. They tried to get by car, didn't work. They tried to go by boat, it didn't work. So now, we see Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. They're in some sort of like uh, airport or like outside somewhere, like a gated 
thing. And he goes, there she is. And Pete goes, what? What do you mean? And he points at this private jet. Matt Riddle points at this private jet. He says, this is, uh, this is us. And Pete says, that's not for us. That's for us. That's not for us. Um, he says, yeah, we're flying private. I know a guy. And uh, he, he hooked us up. So we're taking this private jet to Portland. So uh, get these boots into the boot. And he says, uh, don't say that accent again. <laughs> uh, I'm not even, he's, you sound like you're from London. I'm not from London, is what he says. <laughs> Where's Pete Dunn from? He's not from Birmingham, London. Wolverhampton. I'm not like from London. Yeah. <laughs> he's really adamant. He's not from London. Don't say that accent again. Had you laughing really loud <laughs> when we watched it. Um, he says, it's okay. We're going to put our best buds in the back there. So uh, let's go in the boot. And then he's like, don't you have people that like load our luggage for us? He's like, nah, just throw your luggage in the back. So as Matt Riddle gets Pete Dunn to load their luggage, Pete Dunn lifts Matt P- – sorry, Matt Riddle lifts Pete Dunn, throwing him into the luggage area, gets in himself and closes it like it's a trunk of a car. But it's the fucking luggage section of this private jet. And we wonder, wait a second. Well, who's – plane is this and then you hear it's time to play the game and here comes triple h (laughs) going onto his private jet and it takes off to portland so matt riddle has somehow persuaded pete dunn and then secretly snuck him on the back end of triple h's private jet i mean it would be funnier if it was brocks or (laughs) it should be brocks uh so triple h with his private jet Flew Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn to Portland. Nice. Good lad. So uh, this, this is, again, this is very, like, I love it, but I also didn't love it. Yeah. <laughs> it was no fr- fish fry. But don't do that accent again. Backstage, Ch- it's a video here of Tomasa Champa. He's watching the video. He's in this room that looks familiar. It's this, like, room at Full Sail, like a, a lecture uh, hall, I guess, essentially, like a classroom for university students where Triple H had the whole roster and Champa came out and had to relinquish the NXT championship due to his injury. And here he is in the exact same room and on the projector in the room, um, he's watching the footage of himself doing that. And he cuts a promo here to the camera and he says, I had to do what I never thought I'd have to do. I had to give up the title. Well, you see, this is full circle. I'm in this very room, but in four days, at TakeOver, Adam Cole, Tomasa Champa for the NXT title, the title that I never lost. You see, if you win, Cole, you become the longest reigning champion, which is facts. But what if? What if there's that one guy who wants it more than you? That one guy who's been through more than you? Well, that one guy is me. I'm going to, to, to beat you for the title, and then I'm going to take over Tampa. He says, look into my eyes. You know how true this is. Look into my eyes. Uh, so Champa, not not uh, not basically challenging Adam Cole here. Basically telling Adam Cole that I am taking the title from you, and I think he's telling the truth. He mentioned to take over Tampa, which is funny to say, take over Tampa. And uh, if you ask me, Triple H said something epic, epic, epic at Takeover Tampa. That match is going to be Tommaso Ciampa versus Johnny Gargano one more time. Mm. That's the epic match. Him mentioning Champa to me means Champa is in the main event of Tampa. 
but I could be wrong. And that could be a whole swerve, bro. Well, we'll get to predictions at the end. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you think of this promo? Yeah, it was fine. I mean, he's always good. He's uh, always he's, good. It, it wasn't needed again, um, but it did the job. Yeah, I like I like the callback to like if you have seen that documentary. Yes, of him making that speech in that room, the title. Um, yeah, I just I don't know if it will be. I can see this maybe dragging on to Tampa, hmm. or I can see the the prophecy slowly breaking. So I think. The tag titles will be the titles to be dropped here. Got you. I think Adam Cole will be the longest run it reigning champion. And then his title reign will end at Tampa. Ooh, we'll see. Because I, I could see Champa taking... I think Undisputed Era could lose it all. All of a sudden. Yeah. Lose it at all. But Adam Cole is in a match tonight. In the main event right now is Adam Cole going one-on-one against the Time Splitter. Kushida. Now, this is kind of like a not necessarily a dream match, but when they announced this match this week, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm super down for that. And uh, they delivered. I love this. It's Adam Cole, Kushida. Kushida's entrance, still lit. He just comes up with his arms raised up. Classic, just. I'm just going to start walking around. I have an orange vest like Marty McFly. I need the glasses, but I'm just going to start walking around pretending I'm Kushida. That's how I want to live my life. I don't know about you. The match starts off, and um, they brawl, and they go to – sorry, Kushida gets tossed to the outside, and Cole looks like he's going to jump, kind of like how he sets up for the Panama off the apron, and he jumps to the outside, and Kushida counters it and flips it into an arm bar. Just crazy. I always praise Kushida. It's it's literally a flying armbar because he catches it and yeah. it flies over. But it looks so awesome. He How do does you... like the hip toss into it. Yeah, like it's yeah. crazy. It it's looks fantastic. so sick. Uh, Cole is like freaking out. He's trying to get out of it. He breaks the, the hold. They go back in the ring and Kushida hits a flying tomahawk chop to the head off the top rope. There's then a spring kick. But back on the outside, eats a pump boot to the face. And then um, Cole kind of sits up on the apron during the PMP break and does Champa's pose, like the clapping yeah. of the, the pat on the back and sitting down. Um, they come back and there is the hip toss into the cartwheel drop kick from Cushy. There's the handspring kick again. There's like a float up diving DDT, which then he turns into another cross arm breaker. Kushida is just a wizard of technical. He can basically put you in an arm bar from any position. Very underrated. Um, Cole fights out of it and hits a shiny wizard. Not the shiny, not the shining wizard. Did you call it a shiny wizard? A shiny wizard. <laughs> because it's not the shiniest, so it's just shiny. Just shiny. Just shiny. Because Tegan Knox has well, the it was, shiniest. It was more, uh, Kushida was standing yeah she was like a flying shining wizard yeah to a standing opponent looked pretty cool looked awesome both guys are now just kind of doing like a kick battle they're just kicking each other yeah. it's a kick battle here in full sail there's a super kick and then he kind of kushina is going for the the uh tanaka punch the baseball wind-up punch but it's blocked but then he does connect with it and then kushina is going for a movie hasn't done in a long time which i think he calls Back to the Future, which is uh, Seth Rollins, uh, I think, like, old finisher as well, where it's my move in all the video games for the past, like, not this year's. (laughs) (laughs) It's the, like, small package driver. So you have the guy in a suplex, but you have him in sort of like a small package, and you drop him like like a brain buster, but kind of like that, and then you have him in a small package instantly, and you pin him. Um, I think God's Last Gift is what Seth Rollins used it, but Back to the Future is what Kushida calls it. But he doesn't hit it. But I was like, oh, 
Is he going to hit it in NXT? Because that'd be sick. But it's countered into my other favorite move, the Sushi Garoshi, the suplex lift into the Ushi Garoshi. And if that's not enough, Adam Cole picks up Kushida again and hits the move again, but it's only a two count. Maybe because he knows I call it the Sushi Garoshi and Sushi being a prominent dish in Japan, Kushida being Japanese. Adam Cole is like, I'm going to hit him with the Sushi Garoshi twice. But it wasn't enough. Keeps him down. Um, there's then a, just a straight-up super kick from Adam Cole. That's very Shawn Michaels. Like, hits him and drops down instantly for the pin. Very, very Shawn Michaels. Sweet Chin Music style. Only a two count. He goes up top for the Panama Sunrise, but it's blocked. There's then the hoverboard lock from Kushida. The Kimura-type move there. Um, but Adam Cole finally does break out of it. Kushida hits him with a series of the Kawada kicks. He goes for the back handspring super kick, uh, but it's he gets super kick. Sorry, he goes for the handspring, but eats a super kick to the back of the head. Then Adam Cole gets up to the Kushida, who's kneeled down and connects with the last shot. And Adam Cole pins Kushida. Uh, this was an awesome match. This was my match of the night, hands down. I would recommend going to check this out. Um... I got my money's worth out of my... I, I thought the whole show was kind of dragging for me. I thought, like, it was a show that didn't really have a place. But this match was was awesome. Uh, Adam Cole and Kushida, top of their game here. NXT is this, like, weird Smash Bros world of wrestling where it's, like, guys from all over the place can get picked and end up in this company. Like, not WWE, but, like, you know, you bring Adam Cole in here and then you got your... Sure, yeah, no, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. You're getting the Brits. You're getting all sorts of different like hand-weird-picked people. So Cole and Kushida, I'm sure they fought in some capacity, maybe tags and stuff, Ring of Honor crossover shows and stuff. But yeah. this was cool to see this yeah, match. absolutely. And uh, both guys, it did the job. Adam Cole beating Kushida clean did the job. Um, and Kushida, like, it doesn't really hurt him, I don't think. It, it In fact, it raises him a little bit because he fought the champ. He, he didn't win, but he, he went up against them. I thought the storytelling was good. I, I, I liked this match a lot. I, I liked it too. I don't think it raises Kushida too much. Uh, I do think... Because he lost. Yeah, I, I almost felt... He's, he, to me, he seemed more like in the same spot as the Cameron, Cameron Grimes. Grimes and Bronson Reed. Sure. Um, even though I, I think he's well, certainly way better than Bronson Reed um, I, I don't really know where he's slotting in right now he doesn't um, anywhere but That's he's, not he's, a, he's not a focus right now yeah um, but yeah this was a good match the whole show for me just as you said I'm ready for takeover now yeah um, it felt slightly lackluster I, I didn't feel too invested into any of it really this mm-hmm. week um, but there, there were some okay bits I just I don't know. It didn't click for me. I agree. No, I agree with you completely. This was the only thing that I would say this was worth checking out. Yeah. And even this was just kind of like a TV match. It was fun, but uh, Adam Cole and Kushida delivered, but uh, it kind of sets the bar for Adam. It sets the tone for Adam Cole. After the match, no one will survive. Champa comes out. There's a psycho killer chant, and they stare down face to face, and he says, I want my life back. And Adam Cole says, over my dead body and it cuts the black I found it kind of cheesy again just a stare down yeah uh, it was fine I, I didn't like the dialogue there over just, my dead body yeah yeah um could have done with them just staring at each other and fade to black <laughs> um but yeah it was okay i'm ready for takeover i think takeover is going to be fantastic just didn't really dig this week's episode um shall we go through the card for takeover for Portland. takeover and give some little predickies let's do it so, we have Keith Lee 
defending his North American Championship against Dominic Dijakovic. I think Keith Lee uh, retains the title. Me too. Obviously. I think it's going to be a hell of a match. Oh, We've boy. seen these guys kill it so many times. Um, I hope these guys somehow take that extra step, if it's even possible. Just being in an arena, though, rather than yeah. like full sale, I think this is going to be electric. This could be the show stealer as well. Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox in a street fight. Tegan Knox has to finally get her revenge, but Dakota Kai could win, thus propelling her into this heel character defending challenging for the title the whole women's division is kind of messed up considering the title we don't know where the title lands yeah so what are they all fighting for have a title yeah so what are are they all fighting for essentially if we don't have it so um i'm gonna say dakota kai i think yeah didn't tegan get the win sorry yeah she did i choose Um, dakota as well i think dakota uh undisputed era bobby fish and kylo riley defending the uh tag team titles against the bros awaits matt riddle and pete dunn I think the Broserweights should win this this tag titles. However, if they don't, it easily sets up Riddle Pete Dunne at Takeover Tampa. Okay, but but I would like to see them win the titles. My only issue is if the Broserweights win, who are they facing at Takeover Tampa? Because well, that there's a lot. I there. think I can see some sort of multi tag match maybe sure in another team you could see Kushida and Alex Shelley show up in the future as a tag team again I I would like to see Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne I think the Undisputed Era have done about as much as they can do with the titles and there aren't really any other tag teams well the prophecy needs to deteriorate yeah I think that's the next one to go Uh, so I'm saying the bros weights as well Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano this one, obviously, you think Finn Balor coming in, coming back to NXT. Um, he still hasn't like done. He, he did the turn on Johnny, which shocked the world, shocked wrestling world, which was awesome. But since then, I know people like the Dragonov match, but since then, he still hasn't kind of like delivered, delivered. So this is the match where he does in the promo last week. He says in the promo, like, "I don't care about match of the year type shit. I get paid and I do my job." And, like, I think that this potentially is going to be that match of, like, the dream match type. This is, but they're trying to tell you it's not. So I, I think it could it, – it, it makes sense that it's clearly just Finn Balor that beats Johnny. But the Johnny fan in me always is there for Johnny wrestling. And I think if Johnny wins, it propels him back into a spot. And like I said, fantasy booking – I'd book Champa Gargano as the main event of Tampa. So that's where I, you Champa beats Finn. I mean, sorry, if Gargano beats Finn, then he's in the title picture. And if Finn if Finn wins, then Finn's challenging for the title. So just think of it that way. Finn beats Gargano, cool, makes sense. He's back in NXT, but that means Finn challenges whoever's the champion. Um, I can see. Uh, yeah, I think this is make or break for Bala. Really, no, I mean it's not going to break him, but right. It, it, this is, if you're not going to have a killer match against Gargano, who are you going to have a killer match with in that company? It's going to be his best match in WWE. Um, it's got to be. It's got to be his best match in yeah. WWE. Um, the bar is set so, so high that it's really hard to disappoint when it's set that high. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to tear it up. I'd like to see Gargano win. Me too. Um, I could almost see there being some sort of like tournament at TakeOver Tampa. We'll think see. if you're losing that women's championship match, you could you could have Balor, Gargano, Cole, and Champa in a sort of four way tournament over the course of sure. the night. Maybe change up the formula a bit. I don't know. I'm going to go Gargano. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair. 
I'm just going to keep doing the underdogs in this. I'm going to say Bianca Belair because most people are like, we don't care about this match. Move on. And I'm saying, uh, let's swap, let's swap the players out and get rid of Rhea and insert Bianca in this Charlotte feud. So yeah, Bianca all the way. I, yeah, you know, we've got six matches on the card here. Yeah. Last time we had six matches on the card, there was that, uh, Matt Riddle knockout against Cassius Ono in seconds. Sure. I'd love this to be Spear. KOD. One, two, three, new champ. Yo! Just, just switch it up. <laughs> switch it up. I'd like Bianca. Yeah. Um, she never needed you at all. She never needed you at all. And finally, Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa. The prophecy breaks down. He is not going to be the longest reigning champion. Adam Cole's had a hell of a run. He could be your wrestler of the year of last year. No argument there. But I think it's time. I think Ciampa gets back. Goldie's coming home. I'm going to go with Cole. All right. Yeah, I think he's going to be the longest reigning champion. He could, which he could you be. could set up for a Finn Balor. I don't know how that works. Heel versus heel. I'm really happy with either. Have the here. two longest reigning champions against each other. Because I'm I'm happy with either Cole winning. I think Cole's reign has been epic. So the guy who's got to beat him yeah. has got to be epic. And and Champa winning it could be epic. But hey, Champa said, uh, "Look in my eyes." Uh, I'm telling you the truth. I'm taking it from him. So the prophecy could be they could be stripped of all their gold. Mm. And then what do they do? They break from the inside. Uh, there's so many different ways to go about it, but uh, I'm interested. I'm interested in all these yeah. matches. I think I think the show will deliver, as it always does. Always Takeover does. always delivers. Never forget it. Uh, so that's what we think uh, about this week's NXT. But let's see what uh, you think about it. Every Wednesday night, we post up on the post-wrestling forum.postwrestling.com. We post up our feedback thread. And we read it here on the show. So um, I'm going to start with Mystery, who says, Hey, you guys, just wanted to say that this Rianca Bianca, Re- sorry, Rhea Bianca feud is heatless. No one believes Bianca is going to win on Sunday, and Rhea has lost every shred of momentum she's gotten since debuting. They gave her way too much too quickly. The Rhea-Charlotte feud is going to drag, and I think it's painfully apparent at this point the audience is waiting to see Io back, as she is mo- easily the most over woman in NXT before she was injured. And she'll be even more over when she returns, because the division has massively cooled off since of her injury. Plus, Io is slated to return very soon after Mania, and I don't think they can keep the title away from her much longer. So no Io, Io at Tampa. Mm. She still gets me high, though. Oh, Shirai yeah. still gets me high. He says, I also wanted to mention that I feel like Bianca is getting called up soon. They could use her on Raw or SmackDown. She mentioned in an interview recently that she hates being separated from Montez Ford. There you go. Her yeah. hubby's on Raw. He says, question of the week. How do you guys feel about Simone Johnson officially signing with the WWE? Do you think she'll take the ring like her father? She'll take to the ring like her father did. Yeah, well, that's something we can talk about. Um, Simone Johnson, the daughter of Dwayne Johnson signing a contract. She's going to be reporting to the PC now. She could be showing up in NXT very soon. Well, maybe not. But interesting. The Rock's daughter. Yeah, I I think they're going to try and protect her as much and get her as good and ready. She's 18. Uh, there's no... Like, if she's serious about this, yeah. please do not rush this. Yeah. Um, Charlotte is a product of the PC and she's fantastic agreed obviously you got that natural flair hey. in her Woo. um and yeah i think simone johnson if they take a lot of care look after her if she's got that natural ability her father does yeah she could be fantastic this story but don't was rush everywhere it. i don't want to see her in nxt for three years mm-hmm. do you know what i mean 
Yeah, she's 18. She doesn't know anything about wrestling. No. She should she should be learning and taking actual time. Like, years will take yeah. you to learn this stuff. Uh, not everyone's Kurt Angle. No. But um, I work at a TV studio and station, and we do live news and stuff. And I noticed that all over, like, news outlets and media outlets were, who don't cover wrestling were covering this story. Being oh. like, yo, the, the Rock's daughter is going to be in the WWE. Like, oh, because they don't know what that means. They're yeah. like, PC, well, it means WWE. Okay, cool. Yo, the Rock's daughter is going to be in the WWE. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, but. She's got to hold you horse. She's got yeah. yeah she's got to learn how to yeah. do this stuff. You can't just jump in like oh, non wrestling. Learn how to bump. Fuck. Try to explain wrestling in depth wrestling to non wrestling fans oh, yeah. when they think it's one thing. They're like ah oh, I heard this is heard this is this. And you're like yeah but uh, yeah all right yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we go to Paul from New Jersey. Didn't know if I would ever say this. However, Roddy Strong on the mic made my night. <laughs> His wife also never looked better, even if it's on the pants of another man. Wow. Totally thought Velveteen might kidnap Troy the feud is still young Dakota Kai seems to really take a beating in some of those matches for real and Larray's nose is leaking like a political document Morrow is the fucking goat take notes Corey question for you gents as well as Eva from London if she sees this thoughts on the Becky Shayna bite spot I didn't think it was that bad but it seems to get a pretty negative reaction does anybody recall any of Eva's facts containing any history of Shayna being a vampire (laughs) Does she go out in the sunlight? And what are her feelings on garlic? That's true. Signed the Marty Janetti of New Jersey post wrestling. Paul, we need the Scoobies on the track. We need the yeah. trail. We need the Scoob Squad. Uh, yeah. So Becky, the Vampire Slayer, is what's happening, and uh, we we mentioned it. Like we're like, yeah, it was weird. They tried something different. They wanted yeah. to make an impact. We've already seen like the the cherished tack on Edge. So I think they wanted to separate it, separate it, and do something different. Uh, it didn't really click for a lot of people, but like I said earlier, I I loved it but hated it, which is like how I felt a lot about this episode today. But I I don't know, I kind of dig it when <laughs> you made everyone's been making fun of Becky Lynch. Like Jesus Christ, Jesus I, Christ, I, neck! Oh, I love really her. <laughs> yeah, really hurt. Who bites a neck? Honestly, um, as I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I'd have just loved uh, someone being taken out of the women's elimination chamber and Shayna just takes that slot and kills everyone. There you go. But would have been easier. And then you've only got like four weeks to book. No, you know how you, now we've got this is Shayna on promo for two months. Book the elimination chamber. Shayna takes someone's slot and then she comes in. And when you say kills everyone, meaning she sucks all the blood out of everyone bites everyone and says, ah, now I have all the power in the youth. Now I'm going to beat you, Becky. Um, and then look who's here on our feedback. Eva from London, the Shayna superfan. Welcome back, Davey. And thanks to Scrump for the kind words because of the random Baszler facts nobody asked for. Um, and answers Paul here saying, I'm torn because it was a great visual and the beatdown would have been better. But uh, the vampire thing is is a strange thing. She isn't a vampire is what she's saying uh, here. In 2006, the future Raw Women's Champion made a cameo in the music video Raise Your Horn for the Swedish Viking metal band Amon Amarth. There's your Shane okay. fact of the day. Um, Swedish Viking metal. Have you ever heard any of Swedish Viking metal? Oh, yeah. yeah. I've listened to some uh, uh, pirate metal, so it sounds similar. Pirate metal? Pirate metal is amazing. Okay. It's so wild. Like You want to you see people fight? Put on some Viking, Swedish Viking metal. 
So you need um, a few thoughts about tonight. Eva continues. Number one, Garza Rush and Grimes Gargano were mint. Number two, could not disagree with Misery. I think the women's division is and NXT is doing fine. And number three, Mark Henry, Mark Henry previewing Dijakovic and Lee hype master questions with titles. Will which titles will change hand in Portland? We've already gone through that. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> and second, Davey, which WrestleMania rumored women's match are you most looking forward to, Shayna Becky or Charlotte Rhea? Honestly, neither. Neither of those matches really do anything for me. Wow. But you're going to WrestleMania? Yeah. What's the one you want to see out of those? Out of the two of them, I think Charlotte Rhea will be a better match. I want to see Becky Shayna, and I want to see Becky beat her. <laughs> Becky's 10 champion. Don't, I don't like Becky in the yeah, ring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think she's... Like, Charlotte, out, out of the four there, Charlotte is head and shoulders above the rest. I agree. Um, I, I like I'd be, But as I said, I'd be way more interested in uh, Bianca in that mix. And finally, we go to Chris from Pennsylvania. I don't care if they take pay-per-views off the WWE Network. If they just give us a weekly Pete Dunne, Matt Riddle show, I'll never cancel my subscription. Wow, so there's a lover of it. The Odd Couple is a pretty well-used wrestling trope, but these two might be the best to do it. Overall, I felt there was more great wrestling than usual tonight, but it just didn't feel like there was much storyline development would take over on Sunday. Mm. I'd go 8 out of 10 for this as a two-hour wrestling program, but a 5 out of 10 as a go-home show. I guess it doesn't matter too much, though. That card is stacked, and I'll definitely be watching. Yeah. Um, again, right, like... Go this, along with that? Yeah, I, I agree that this this episode tonight was just kind of there. It didn't need to be, but it was it was there. And again, like the the odd couple browserweight thing, like I really should love it, but I feel like it was just some of the jokes. Maybe just like we all know the the demographics that are watching NXT are old people, mm. so maybe aim your jokes to be a little smarter. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Don't aim for twelve year old comedy when you should be aiming for the older. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like when when I watch some of the comedy on AEW, some of it's bad, but some of it, mostly Jericho, is like he lands. Yeah. He knows what he's doing, and it's funny. And he's the heel, but like it works. Um, I don't know. I'm torn between <laughs> Pete Dun- Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne are on this like really thin ice where if they just lose, Pete Dunne just snaps and kill- kills him. Yeah, but like, th- th- will that happen? No, I we think they're going to ride this. For they a bit. should. I think, I think they're going to be champs for a bit. I think that match is coming down the line between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think there's there's room for them to be tag champs for a bit. Definitely. Well, that all happens this Sunday, TakeOver Portland. Again, we will be doing a show, uh, TakeOver Portland post-show. Uh, it will be available on this exact feed, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and, but we will be going live as well after the show on our YouTube, uh, maybe possibly the hot mic again. Depending yes, so on- we should plug that right now. Um, we are using this new app called Hot Mic. Uh, you can download it for free. Uh, when you download it, uh, you can use like this promo code, which is just up next, UPNX. And follow us on there. Search for us up next. Yeah, if you uh, do, if you use the uh, promo code, what is it? You type it in. Up yeah. next, it just shows that you're attached to us, so you get all our information. And that helps like. us out so much. So if you use it that, does. use the promo code. Um, there. So we go live every week on YouTube. This week we've tried going live on Hot Mic as well. Uh, so yeah, give it a go. Uh, download the app. Um, this week we had some technical difficulties, but it's the first time we've tried both YouTube and hot mic at the same time so hopefully from from sunday onwards this will be a lot smoother yes so uh look for us this sunday and then as well if you want to hear from more of us 
even more of us. Every Thursday we do the AEW Dynamite review on our Patreon, as well as we compare it to NXT, the Wednesday Night Wars show, if you will. Um, and then we do shows such as Best Match Ever. We're spending Valentine's with the best of Bret Hart. Um, and then we're doing our, our, our Parasite review. Yeah. The Academy Award winner, Parasite. Uh, we have a schedule up of all the shows we do. We did a best match ever of Ring of Honor. Uh, we watched so much Ring of Honor matches last few weeks. Uh, we did a Bond review, like I mentioned. We're doing so many things. We do Was Next, where uh, the Messiah, the Monday Night Messiah, Seth Rollins, is now the first ever NXT champion, and we're going to see uh, his reign kind of continue on here. So we have so many shows that we do on our Patreon, patreon.com slash up next. Five bucks a month, North American champion tier. Gets you all those shows and more. And thank you to all our Patreon supporters, all our patrons, because you get to... You're making us do what we love to do, and we love you for it. So if you're just listening to this show and that's all you like to listen to, well, that's cool too. You can follow the Up Next uh, Twitter, at Up Next Podcast. You can get a t-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Up Next. And uh, I, myself, Brayden Harrington, I am on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us. I am at, at the Bray D, And I am at Davey Portman. So uh, with that being said... Um, I don't know. What else is there to see? I we'll think talk. We've said everything there is to possibly say. Today. We've done it all. We have. We've chatted vampires. We've talked about private jets. We've talked about family members on people's bums. Yes. We've talked about it all. So, with that being said, take care. Goodbye. And uh, to quote Academy Award winner, Bong, I'm going to drink until the morning. Take care and be safe. Ahoy! Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.